0: welcome aboard the battleship pretension i am tyler smith i'm david Bax, and thank you for listening david yeah how you doing uh
1: i'm uh, i'm i'm pretty excited uh, we've look i'm a big fan of tradition okay i like to do the same things every year i like this i like to stay at the same hotels when i go to uh a place i've been before you know i like to uh you know, uh, we have uh, – my girlfriend and you... I have barbecues every once in a while. I I, right. I, I I like to like sort of make the same marinade and like try and do it the same way every time. You like to
0: make one decision and then repeat it for the rest of your life,
1: basically. Basically, if something is fun once, I'm going to keep insisting I do it until it is as fun as it was the first time, which it never will be. <laughs> it never will be. With the exception of what we're doing here.
0: Well, stay tuned.
1: <laughs> Four years ago, if you can believe it. Oh yeah. Uh a movie called The Dark Knight came out directed by Christopher Nolan. It was the second in a trilogy. I'm not following you. Uh it was a fantastic movie and we had as a guest uh uh someone that we knew from another podcast who's big big uh Batman fan, big fan yeah. of the Batman franchise. <sighs> uh 2 years later, Mr. Nolan put out another film. We thought, "Hey, we had so much fun talking about The Dark Knight. Let's have this guy back." It's 2 years Again, since Inception, four years since The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises has come out, completing the Batman Batman trilogy, and we've decided to keep up to keep the tradition going. Now, we did also have him on for a Halloween episode as well. I'm not saying he can only be on oh, for okay. these episodes, but I, I like the idea that Christopher Nolan puts out a film, and we have on Pat
2: Francis. Hello! Are you saying Batman?
1: <laughs> yes, I am. Like yes. Frosty
2: Snowman? <laughs> yeah,
1: Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> okay. Batman. But and then... then uh, yeah, but then... Uh, uh, uh,
0: I say Snow White and the
3: Huntsman.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I like it's that.
0: It's a funny joke that he came up with. And <laughs> like in the sense of, you know, in the in the name of tradition, we'll just keep going with forever. I, but that's I funny. think
1: that's gone from being a joke or tradition to just kind of the way
0: I talk now. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm starting to think in those terms, and I <laughs> yeah. don't like it at all. When he was saying about tradition, I was going to go,
2: oh, that's like me making the same jokes over and over <laughs> and
0: over. So,
2: yeah. Okay, good.
0: Uh, so, Pat, welcome back
1: to the show.
2: Hello. It's great to be here. I'm so glad there's another Batman movie in the theaters.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you right off the bat: How long do you think it'll be until there's another one? And, uh, and we, oh, also for the listeners and for to remind our panel here, uh, for the first 20 minutes or so, we're going to stay away from spoilers and discussing the Dark Knight yes.
0: Rises tonight. Okay. I predict so, that'll be pushed to about 30, but that's me.
1: Okay. Um, so, wh- how long do you think before another Batman movie?
2: I think three years. You're that quick. And. Without doing any spoilers yet. Yeah, that's why I, to... I think this is not Nolan and Bale's last hurrah. Hmm. Oh, really? I do not think it is at all.
1: I, w- I mean, I, I was thinking maybe they would try and keep it in the same universe, but that they would would do it without without Nolan and Bale.
2: Nolan maybe might not direct next time, but I, I, I he might
0: I, be like on board as a producer. Producer, or something like that. Uh, hand, the, ra- hand pro- the reins over to Zack Snyder. May-
2: <laughs> maybe hand the reins <laughs> over to Jonathan Nolan. Right? Doesn't that guy maybe want to direct?
1: Does he? I don't, I don't know. I don't he know. Does. He's been around a long time, not directing.
2: Yeah. You
1: would think but, he'd, um, he's probably been I, offered the opportunity? I just, right
2: um, I just don't think uh, they can say it's their last time. But I just don't think it's their, their last time being involved in, in, in a Batman franchise.
1: You, you don't think they know how to how to quit the Batman franchise?
2: I just think, uh, I just think with, I just think with Nolan, with them doing the Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think then they want to do another Batman, and then they want to get Batman and Superman on screen together some way.
1: Well, I know. I mean, Warner Brothers, after the success yeah. of the Avengers, Warner Brothers wants to do they that. They want
2: to do that. And I think Warner Brothers will be willing to bank to back the Brinks truck up <laughs> to get Christian Bale and – what's the guy's name who's playing? Uh, uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Henry And get those two guys on, on screen together uh, before even seeing any – Hardly anything of Man of Steel. I, I right. think they really you, want to do that.
1: What do you guys think of that Man of Steel trailer? Have you guys? Well, it? there
0: are two different trailers. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, one that features Kevin Costner as as Pa Kent. Yeah, and then one that, that features uh, is it Russell Crowe? Russell Crow as, as jor yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I saw the uh, Pa Kent. I did too. So I
1: may not have. I think, I it's, the I same, I think it's the exact I same. I think it's the exact same one of them. Mm, yeah,
2: it's them doing the voiceover.
1: Oh yeah, I wouldn't know.
2: I think uh, I think a lot of the special effects for Man of Steel are not ready, and so they can. There's not a lot to show us. here's is what I, a teaser. Yeah,
1: I don't like the footage that is, I think, very derivative of like the slow mo, like le- grass blowing and and yeah. the clothesline stuff. It seems very. Um, I, a lot of people compared it to Terrence Malick, and, mm-hmm. but also I think of just those scenes in my, uh, Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor of the like right. sort of idyllic Hawaii life before the bombing. Um, I didn't like that, and I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder in general. But that last shot in the teaser of just Superman flying, flying? straight up for a long, long time Pretty and then cool. breaking the sound yeah. barrier,
0: that is really cool.
2: And that guy looks rugged and kind of tough.
0: Although I don't like uh, – I've seen like the, still- the publicity stills, and his hair is a little – poofy for my taste. <laughs> a little poofy and a little
2: gelled yeah but uh i think i think the only thing that man of steel has to do is give superman a villain that he can physically fight because oh, we're yeah. tired of seeing him land a plane and we're tired of seeing all that kind of stuff you really have to get creative with your superman to do some cool stuff so well
0: and hopefully you know, the thing is uh this one who knows it looks it looks you mentioned uh, Terrence Maliki, mm-hmm. which I'm not opposed to. Right. But and then I, I saw Superman Returns. Knowing
1: what I know of Zack Snyder, I'm opposed <laughs> yeah. to him trying to be uh, Terrence that, That's
0: true. Um, but uh, like, having seen Superman Returns and then with this one, which people, including myself, are saying like um, that could possibly not be very good. Um, I've heard people say, like, what is it about that first one that makes it work? Uh, a general sense of levity and humor, it I is, think. Yes. Whereas they've really, they've really gone like all out, starting with Superman Returns, uh, in like the Superman Christ analogy. And sim- just because the character is analogous mm-hmm. to Christ, that doesn't mean you have to make Passion of the Christ or Last Temptation of Christ only with a cape. Like you can, you can still have. You can have those elements in there, but still have a nice sense of fun. Yeah, at the, at the,
1: uh, uh, I almost said at the, at the end of the day, which is a cliche that I don't like, but
0: in any case...
2: Well, the, you know, the, at the, the, end the end of the day, with all things being equal.
1: The, with all things being equal. That said,
0: for all intensive <laughs> um, purposes... <laughs> for all
1: intensive um, Irregardless, uh, <laughs> Superman putting on glasses and suddenly becoming unrecognizable is goofy, and yeah. I think a tone like Richard Donner's first movie which has more kinship with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies than with any of the Superman movies that mm-hmm. have uh, the, the, the post Chris Reeve Superman I heard it movies. Superman. Yeah, he <laughs> um, doesn't even he doesn't even mean to do it I anymore. Know, that's okay. Um, and and so yeah, I think that that the tone you found in that when you're talking about that fun light tone really sells it.
2: And also remember it was 1978. That's really the first superhero movie on the big screen of our generation other than if you go to the back to the 40s serials and stuff or but we're talking big screen,
0: and so maybe let me throw this out there. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, just thought of it, so don't hold me to it. Um, maybe because it was the first one, they sort of had to, in the tone, acknowledge the goofiness of it all. Maybe. Whereas now there seems to be this uh, feeling of like, well, we need to prove the superhero genre mm-hmm. as a real thing. Yeah, and so we'll take it as seriously as possible. And that's the mm-hmm. difference. between – you know, you look at uh, the old Spider-Man movies and the new one. You look at. Uh, even the Tim Burton Batman movies and mm-hmm. the Nolan ones. And it's just – it's like, no, this is a real genre. Th- this is right. for adults. Look how serious everybody yeah. is. Um, this is
2: like the, – the the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies are – it's like a crime drama and Batman's in it. Whereas mm-hmm. The Avengers, that's a comic book movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And there's a reason that I find it so much more – fun and and just why yeah. it's immensely watchable. It's like they didn't... The sacri- Avengers. You talking David, about the yeah, Avengers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, they didn't sacrifice anything overtly comic booky. They didn't sacrifice anything... Uh, they didn't sacrifice humor or right. any, or enjoyment. In fact, David, you and I have said this before, that like if you're going to make something that is serious and has major stakes, comic relief serves a, a purpose not merely as relief, but also because... In life, people will want to make jokes. The, the idea of making right. Tony Stark's, like, you know, his goofy little one-liners, like, making that a, uh, an obvious defense mechanism, right. like, that's the... But still funny. Right. Like, that's the way to do it. That's something that will definitely come up <laughs> in The Dark Knight yeah. Rises. And, and the...
2: Um,
1: but we should, I, I think, officially sort of get into okay. Dark Okay. Oh, yeah. One
2: more thing about Superman. I will say, I do. I do think that if right, Man of Steel thing. is not good, or doesn't work, or doesn't make money... We will never see Superman in, in our <laughs> lifetime again. I really don't think we will.
1: But I th- and I think here's the danger, and I don't want to. I mean, the only thing I've seen Henry Cavill in is Immortals, uh, you know, that didn't require him to be an actor at right. all,
0: really. But he wasn't. But now think, on Netflix, Watch Instant, which I'm super excited okay.
1: about. Uh, but the the other thing with Christopher Reeve is that, uh, and and you see it obviously with uh, Christian Bale and and other and and Robert Downey Jr. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, not just casting someone – not just putting a beefcake in the Superman costume. Right, yeah. Casting someone who can actually act the way that I think Christopher Reeve really could. And um, I don't – I mean I, I didn't see Superman Returns so I don't know about Brandon Routh but that is that is maybe a fear he of was, mine with Henry That Cavill. movie's <laughs> not –
2: yeah. Superman Returns is not Brandon Routh's fault. Okay. No.
0: And uh, was I, just, think, I think he does a good job of, yeah. of kind of uh, – sort of evoking right. Christopher Reeve. When he's playing Kent, yeah, like, like just kind of the goofy, uh, clumsy quality to him, yeah. and so, and as we've seen from you know uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Brandon Routh has shown himself to be, I think, a pretty canny, yeah, that's actor. true, yeah. do like him in that. So, yeah, I don't blame him at all. I blame nope. Brian Singer.
2: Brian Singer for making a remake of the original, basically.
1: Uh. So let me, uh, what's the topic? Me, <laughs> let me set the table here for The Dark Knight Rises. I, I want to say that I think. What's going to happen in this episode is that I'm probably we're probably going to end up because there's more meat in this discussion talking about stuff we don't like a lot, or at least I, that's how I feel like I'm going to end up doing. Okay. But I want to say, like, lay it out from the beginning. I did like Dark Knight Rises more than I didn't. I I would give it an overall positive grade. Me too. Um, Me I didn't too. I didn't love it, uh, and I have some some big uh, problems with it. But I want to sort of lay out to the listener and to you guys right away. I did like this movie, but I feel like I'm
0: going to end up talking about the stuff I didn't like. I can't. Here's the thing. This is the second or third conversation I've had about the film. Every conversation I've had starts that way. Uh People saying, like, I like this movie. Keep that in mind as I kind of rip into it for the next few minutes.
2: But that's how good it is. It's so good that you will overlook the things that we'll talk about later. (laughs) That's how good it is because you're like, well, all right.
1: I, I think for me what it is is the reason that I keep feeling that way is because I still think the dark knight even though on you know in re- in hindsight the dark knight has more problems than I saw on in my initial viewing but I still think the dark knight is so great mm-hmm. that the dark knight rises as good as it is every time I start thinking about a part that's good I think about ah if only they'd done if only they'd been more like the dark knight you right. know and we'll, we'll talk about um let's let's get into it and 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 not talk about spoilers here but let's get into it like okay. uh you know there's a um there's a sort of heist type uh, scene uh, or someone early on, 20, 30 minutes. We were sure. talking about it uh, off air, and um, that scene feels like a. It feels like the thing you were talking about of not not being a superhero movie, being a crime movie that right. has superhero superheroes in which it, which is like kind
2: of like the opening uh, uh, yes. scene of Dark Knight.
1: Yes, and and it and it also feels uh, immediate and dangerous. Like despite the PG thirteen, like that that does, seems, yeah. seems violent, and I felt like that was something that he was able to sustain throughout the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And The Dark Knight Rises kind of only has that in in ways every once in a while. And then it kind of loses that immediacy, you know, because mm-hmm. the whole thing is kind of goofy if you think about it. You know, obviously the Joker was goofy and Bane is goofy right. here and Batman is a guy in a bat suit. It's all right. kind of goofy if you think about it. Yeah. The Dark Knight gave me far fewer chances to think about it because it kept it so immediate. Right. And I felt like there are more times in The Dark Knight where I'm thinking like this is kind of a construct. This is kind of uh, – the, the this is uh, –
0: not relatable. Right.
1: Do you guys, you
0: you guys agree? Yeah. I would say, I'll go with that. Uh, you know, what, actually, Pat, before I make my, my opening statement, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Pat, I'll let you go. Uh, just in the broadest terms, uh, what do you think? So, Well, right? I mean,
2: I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this, but the, uh, the Dark Knight is, is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it's so good that you, you hope that Jedi is going to be as good, but, but it's not. Now, Dark Knight Rises is, better in this trilogy than I think Jedi is in that trilogy yeah, yeah. but um but no I like the movie I liked it a lot I felt the the uh, the middle section is so bleak <laughs> and dark for me that I sat in the, that i and we'll talk about what it is later but I was sitting in the theater and I was like I'm like oh man i I, I don't think I don't think Batman can help these people <laughs> <Like> i <laughs> I really was like I don't know what is gonna happen yeah. here because this is pretty This is pretty bad. (laughs) But um, I did have a lot of – yeah, there was – I was feeling stuff during this movie.
0: Yeah. I What what I'll say is that uh, this this film helped me to go back and look at Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker in general and we'll talk more about this next week. Um, Is he going to be on the show next week? (laughs) uh, Maybe not after this week. (laughs) Um, But uh, the – it's made me realize he is a big picture filmmaker. Mm-hmm. he when it like what he's trying to accomplish i think he usually does when it comes to overall character arc i think he's pretty spot on when it comes to tone and atmosphere and uh setting i think all of the broad strokes i think they're all there and mm-hmm. i i like that i respond to that it's only when you get into the details right. that you're like come on man like this is an easy question. Like you really got to... <laughs> you didn't ask yourself this. Like it's it's stuff like that. And it, that's the thing. I am going gonna details of the spoilers. I'm going to ask you for examples. Oh, I've and I, I've got them. Uh, yeah. But uh, oh, I got them too. Yeah, it's <laughs> and they're easy fixes
2: too. That's what drives me insane.
0: There's one that I actually couldn't figure out how he could fix it.
2: I think I know what one you're talking about.
0: We'll we'll get to that later. All right, but um, but that's the thing is those little details, as Pat was saying, like those little details. They're not enough. To ruin the overall no, for me, me either. They are problematic, and I just sort of have to acknowledge them and say, like, yes, they're absolutely there. I will not apologize. For that. Right. Not apologize for them. I will not try to explain them away. Right. I will not defend them. I will. Do, I will think in terms of how Nolan is thinking. Not that I necessarily advocate doing that all the, all the time. Like you got to respond to it your own way. Right. But he's he's he thinks in terms of the big picture, and I'm. Uh, that tends to be how I think in terms of, uh, of film as well. So, um, so yeah, I'd probably – if I were to give it a letter grade, which we don't often do, but if I were to do that, I'd probably go B. I might go
1: B minus, but again, I want to re- – I know I'm re- re- repeating myself. I think my main problem with The Dark Knight Rises is that it's not The Dark Knight.
2: <laughs> well, so what then, would you give The Dark Knight letter grade? A plus or B, A? A uh,
1: B plus. B plus.
2: you give Dark Knight – no, I'm, Dark Knight yes. a B plus. Yes. B plus, yes. And so you're giving Dark Knight Rises.
0: Just a B. Okay. Uh, and depending I get, on how okay. generous I'm feeling, Here I, I, go. Mean, okay. I might go B minus.
1: Dark Knight, B plus. Dark Knight Rises, B minus Batman Begins, also B- minus, but Dark Knight Rises is like an 83% and Batman <laughs> Begins is an 82 Like I like Dark Knight Rises a little bit more than Batman Begins. Yeah, I'll tell you why. This now you sound some...
0: like me trying to negotiate my grade in yeah. history in, <laughs> right, in eighth yeah. grade where it's like, no, 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 that's a B, not a B-. minus. Look, that's an 84%. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had,
2: I had watched uh, Batman Begins. I wanted to watch both of them before seeing Dark Knight Rises. Nerd. But uh-huh. I was only able to watch Batman Begins. Me too. But it, it had been so long since I saw it that it... It almost all seemed new to me. I was like, "Whoa, oh, I didn't know that." And, oh, hey! And if you watch Game of Thrones, uh, do you yeah, watch Game Joffrey. of Thrones? King Joffrey's in it. He's yeah. the little boy on the balcony, a little, a little and shit. and he's the little he's the little boy uh, that she has to protect in, in the final sequences. Yeah. Do you know you don't watch Game of Thrones? I don't. So, but oh, you know yeah. the
1: kid in Batman Begins? who yeah. lives in the Narrows. Um, here's the thing uh, about Christopher Nolan. I think every one of his films is told in a largely episodic manner. Um, which is which is fine with me right. but i think his lesser f- in his better films i should say like a memento and a dark knight he finds a sort of there's a propulsive energy throughout mm-hmm. that makes them all feel like they're part of the same momentum yeah. and i think that my problem with things like batman begins and even and, and the prestige is that um they they uh, they just feel like i'm Watching one sort of short story after another, and it kind of it it doesn't the beginning doesn't necessarily feel like it ties in to the end. I mean, Batman Begins. I have a big problem with the fact that I guess technically, Ra's al Ghul is the main villain of Batman Begins, but he's gone for so long that I start to believe the Scarecrow is the main villain. And then when all of a sudden the Scarecrow gets dispatched, and like most (laughs) just chicken shit manner in yeah, the world yeah. and then suddenly the fight is with Ra's al Ghul I was like oh this isn't what I was invested in I know I know. you and, love Batman
0: Begins and, I do I like that one maybe that might be my favorite actually and Ra- Ra- Ra's al Ghul
2: isn't who we think he is so actually when he <laughs> when he comes back as Ra's al Ghul you're like didn't know that was Ra's al Ghul <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it is what
2: are your uh, off topic but not off topic what are your top two Christopher Nolan films
1: uh, I think I named them Dark
0: Knight and Memento and uh, probably Memento, and then I, I like Nolan more than uh, David does. I like the Prestige. I like Insomnia quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I like I like Batman Begins quite a bit.
2: Yeah, you? I-, I would say Memento and Prestige. I love Prestige so much. Uh, no. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Um... I'm with you, Bunny. <laughs> Thank you. Man. This character doesn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to say? Non uh, spoilery. Well, a- I- we- that's the thing. Is we could. Uh, I I was thinking of making notes, and then I was like, that's that's not this show. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we could almost go character by character and talk about them in the broad sense without spoiling what happens to them. But I'm not sure if I want to do that.
2: I don't know either. I, I think, I I think you may... just put the warning out there.
0: Yeah, well, okay. here's what I, I do
1: want to say one thing. Listener, beware. Um, because this has come up a lot. In I've been reading a lot of internet discussions and, and debates about this movie. And the people who don't like it uh, tend to nitpick. And the people who like it tend to say, you're just nitpicking, <laughs> right? It's, and I, I want right. to sort of make, I guess, in defense of the nitpicker, right? Um, if you don't like a movie, then those things that you're nitpicking feel bigger and right. feel more a part of the reason. Whereas yeah. if you like, like, there's plenty of shit I could n- I nitpick about the Avengers, but I don't care because I love the Avengers. Right. Right. But I am more willing to nitpick the Dark Knight Rises because I it, it didn't it didn't overwhelm me overall in right. the way
0: that the Avengers did. Another example, it's the difference between. You and me, uh, Avatar. You love Avatar, but you also say that my nitpicking, you're like, I'll, I'll grant you all of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, on every point. <laughs> but just it's just those aren't as important to you as yeah. they are to me with that film.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it, little things like um, after that heist that I mentioned, there's a chase sequence that starts in broad daylight, goes into a tunnel... And then they come out of the tunnel, and it is the middle of the night.
2: Yeah, and you know That's what? So weird. I, I had <laughs> read about that before I saw it, and when it happened on screen, it wasn't that jarring for me because they went because they went in a tunnel. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it was, and even in my head, I'm like, "Well, now it's dark. Eh, all right."
0: You know what? I didn't. Uh, wh- what are we talking about here?
2: There's a chase scene. The,
0: the chase scene. I
1: don't want to go into oh, we details, to but go it, 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 like, they go into it. Like it, there's the heist that I'm talking about that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Then there's the chase, oh, yeah. and like you hear, like the cop, the one cop says, like you know, buckle up, you're in for, a or sit back, you're in for a in show, for which, show, yeah. which, which is, awesome. is apparently a line from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Return. Oh, uh, that's neat, cool. Uh, which I didn't know. Um, yeah, the people who that I know who read comic books, apparently, or read Batman comic books, say that Dark Knight Rises has more sort of. Antecedents in the actual comics than either of the other two, so. and I believe
0: that character is played by Brent Briscoe from A Simple Plan, right? Is oh yeah, it is, isn't okay. it?
1: Oh, huh, I didn't even know that.
0: Um,
2: give him a dollar whenever he says Brent Briscoe. We have to give him a dollar. Right? <laughs> isn't that how the game's played?
0: Uh, yes. You know who I'm a big fan. of? It's Brent Briscoe. Um, so okay, I, I'm I'm kind of fine with moving into the 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 spoiler, spoiler part. I, I think point. you kind of have because now I just want to just talk freely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so let's everybody. do it. So we are saying
1: oh. spoilers. Um, you know, we're doing this slash filmcast style. Unless okay. like slash filmcast, we don't have a awesome little uh, uh, spoilers intro uh, montage to play. Yeah. But so I'm just telling you right okay. now, spoilers are going to start after I
0: finish this sentence. I would li- assume
2: anyone that listens to your show has seen it.
0: It's a fair assumption, that was, but yeah, I, yeah. but I don't want to necessarily right. just assume it. Here's the way I see it. As far as like, do you
1: know do, what we didn't talk about that maybe we should talk about before we go into spoilers? Is uh, Aurora, Colorado?
0: Yeah, we didn't talk about it, did we? I, um, I,
1: I mean, I don't want to bring everything down, but I, I mean, I feel like that's something that's for the larger
0: audience. And what's more is now people have stopped listening because, <laughs> because I said, said at the end of this sentence, and then they stopped, <laughs> and then now they think that we're just callous towards that whole thing. <laughs> and um, I don't
2: want to. I don't want to forget about that tragedy, but I, I also hope that in time, the Dark Knight Rises isn't immediately. Right, You know, oh, that's the and movie I, where...
1: I wonder to what extent... I think to people who are big movie buffs, it already isn't. We already know this is, you know... Yes. But I think... I wonder to what extent the general public does...
2: I know. Does, uh, I'm just uh, so glad that... Uh, and you know. again, we, you know, that was a tragic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have kids. I can't imagine your kids go to a midnight movie. My nephews go to midnight movies on a weekly basis. When I, I was just home in Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago, we went to see Ted at a midnight movie. I mean, so it's just it's just yeah i think it's that, it's that
1: that that maybe um makes it so much uh i mean like whenever there's a big sort of thing like this like yeah. the gabriel giffords thing a couple of years ago uh-huh. like i'm very upset about it but i felt like this thing made me like depressed like it was existential and i think it's because of that yeah you know uh whereas you know the Gabriel Giffords thing i'm i'm not likely to be at a midday political rally right. y- you know yes, yes, yes. Uh, where, whereas a midnight this is something movie we do
2: is, for fun all the time yes and, and also
1: a place uh, i mean if i can get a little bit uh too i don't know uh if i can wax a little uh nostalgic or or, or whatever um you know i wasn't very popular growing up uh, m- movies in a movie theater was kind of a it was always kind of a sanctuary, yeah, to be, safe a haven, safe place. Yeah, uh, and so maybe that's why it, it upset me so very much. And yeah. if
2: I mean, I look, I don't want to, I don't want to have to walk through a metal detector to, to go to a movie. Yeah. But if that's what this would come to, and then if that's what I have to do, then I'll do it. But I don't want to have to do that. Yeah, I don't want my kids to have to say, "Daddy, why do we have to walk through?" Because like my kids are ten, or eleven, and seven and they don't even know about this shooting, you know, they don't, because I don't think you tell them about it. They're not going to movies on their own where you should say, Hey, be care," you know? Right. So, so they don't, it's off their radar. I mean, if something like nine 11 happened now, they would definitely be aware of it, but this is still something that we, we're not telling them about this. It's mm. why would you, but um, yeah, I'm sorry, it, go ahead.
0: it hit me, I think because of, and you know what, this, maybe this speaks to my own, Self-centeredness, but the, the Gabby Giffords thing—that was very—that was very unfortunate, and that was also quite tragic. But like you said, uh, okay, this is going to sound—that this is not a good thing. What I'm about to say, but like, <laughs> politicians are sometimes targets, and that—that oh, yeah, that doesn't it. make it okay. No, but that's something that no one should expect, and I don't think anybody does mm. expect it. But to a certain extent, it's like. That's something that happens.
2: It's part of the job. That's why they have secret service and, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, they are. A it, pu- yeah. it shouldn't have to be that way. But, right.
0: and so, whereas this, like, I remember I, I put on Facebook. It, for some reason, this just thinking of it this way. These pe- not that Gabby Giffords did anything to deserve what no, happened no, yeah. to her. Right. But these people, the worst thing they did was something that every single one of us wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm like it, it it's it doesn't even it's not that it was the big movie but it's just i remember i, I phrase it a certain way which is just like we're gonna spend this whole weekend everyone is going to be talking about whether or not it's a good movie and these people just wanted to be part of that conversation right and a handful of them can't be right and that's that's all they wanted and it's it's such a you know movies can be such a unifying thing and when it's a movie like that and that's that's probably why the guy chose it, because he knew it was gonna be full. Mm-hmm. It's like Avengers, it's like Harry Potter. He knew a midnight show, everyone everyone's gonna be there, right? You know. Um not that they have midnight and, shows of movies that people don't want to see, but like yeah, right.
1: I mean, it's why it's so often in movies terrorists pick sporting events like right. say The Sum of All Fears. Or that TV show Caprica, that TV show Sleeper or, Cell, or or, or, or Dark Knight Rises.
0: Rises. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you see oh. I remember I remember all of those examples. I don't... Uh, <laughs> you watch Sleeper Cell? And there was the, yeah, and then <laughs> there was that... Uh, sure, and then, of course, there was, there was the terrorism episode of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> sure. um, we all remember that one. But, uh, so, yeah, it's... I mean, I guess... What, what are we going to add to the conversation, except to say, it is unfortunate we're aware of it?" Mm-hmm. And as movie fans, it, it, it angers us.: It angers us, it saddens us, but and this is going to sound a little strange in some kind of, and kind of strange, maudlin, patriotic or whatever, but like, the movie will get beyond it, and so will we. The movie doesn't have to be marred by this thing. It will live on in its own way.
2: There is one of the, um, one of the injured people, um, uh, I forget his name, C- Caleb, something. He's a comic. And, um, there's a, there's a a tweet today. Hey, you can help him by going to this website and donating. They're trying to raise half a million dollars and it was up to $365,000 already, which is crazy amazing. So, I mean, if you want to donate to things like this, take your movie money for this weekend. And donate it to whoever you want to donate it to, and then yeah, you don't need to go see the watch. Take the money you're going <laughs> right. to spend on the watch, watch,
0: and and give it to people who really need it. I, right. I, I'm not just—I
1: I've seen it already. And oh, you, you have. You don't need to go see the watch.
2: know uh, a- another movie, which um, which tragedy played a part yeah. in, because it was originally called Neighborhood Watch. Yeah, but because of the Trayvon Martin thing, they changed it. To they just, just, the just watch. changed the name, though. I mean, there's right.
1: still lots of stuff about the Neighborhood Watch, and there's even like a lots of lot of jokes about like uh, like. Racial sensitivity issues. So they than, just like, they just changed, they just the, changed name. the name. All right. which I which I'm okay with. I think mm-hmm. uh, people people know. All right. All right, so let's get back to the Dark Knight Rises. Okay, um, and I want to Let's start right at the beginning. Um,
2: well, the great thing about going into the Dark Knight Rises is, you know, in your head, you know, it can't be as good as the Dark Knight.
1: I, you do know that in your head, but right. in your heart, right. I feel like... In, in your
2: heart, you hope that it might be, right. but if it's not, you're not disappointed. At least, that's how I felt going and on. I, like, I, but I, it's I not going to be like, as good as Dark Knight, but if it is, that'd be great, but if it's not, I'm, I'm ready.
1: I know it's unfair of me, but yeah, I think I did kind of let myself get a little disappointed that it's not... Oh, you did? That no. it's not See, I...
0: I th- and we've talked about it on the show before. I think, just because, whether, whether the second film was The Dark Knight or not, right. it's the third film yeah. in a trilogy... And it's Batman, and it's it, it reinvigorated the the comic book movie genre. Yeah. It couldn't possibly live up to any expectation I had. No. Um, and that's the thing. So, so many of the choices that he made when I just found out about them, because I remember, at, as, as uh, we all know, I'm a big fan of the Riddler, and uh, our friend Pat here has sent me text letting me know when there's a new figure out, which is awesome. I just take a picture and go... <laughs> target (laughs) go get over there and i did and it was great and so um but i remember a lot of people said like so like you know who's going to be the villain in the next batman movie i mean it can't be mr freeze it can't be you know poison ivy or killer croc and like it could be the riddler and it's like well they already kind of have the riddler with joker right it's like they need to with each successive film they're not going to go the route of uh uh, Joel Schumacher or no. Tim Burton they are adding villains that add something to Batman. Yeah. so that means Catwoman mm-hmm. or Bane. Right. And they went with both of them. Right. And and I remember being like okay By so the way, already though, you, and there you was can, a little Killer Croc reference in the movie. There was. Yes, there was. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can and you can go Black Mask and you can go Killer Croc and you can go these other ways too yeah. you know deep you know, second third tier Yeah. but uh, Batman has like the A stable of villains like Spider-Man has like a million villains yeah. that all seem great to me mm-hmm. and Batman's got like the, the main couple
0: I'd, I'd say Batman's got the f- he's got the five yeah he's got the four that were in that Adam West one <laughs> when uh, you know they yes. the syndicate yep. or whatever yep. those are the big four and then you throw Two-Face in there uh, uh, which, who are they, the uh, Joker Penguin Catwoman, Catwoman Riddler and Riddler, and then yeah. and then you throw Two Face in there. But now I think I think just through what I think probably what the animated series did mm-hmm. with it, then you can add, you can add like uh, Harley Quinn and Mister Freeze. Yep. Well, I believe Harley Quinn was a creation of the animated series. Might be. I think you might be right. Um, and then just as far as the general mythology, Bane being the only man to mm-hmm. break Batman, I yeah. think that's that's why because Batman has never had a real physical threat. Mm. Uh, Ra's al Ghul sort of because he trained him, but then by the end, it's like I've defeated Ra's al ghoul right, and so um I mean, it's worth noting that like even even Batman's greatest villain joker makes uh, makes a reference to this saying like you think I'm really gonna bet Gotham's soul on a fist fight with right you? exactly <laughs> you know, and so you so that's almost a little tip of the hat to like there is gonna be a guy who is f- literally fighting you over right. Gotham's soul and is going to win right and so there was that and then also catwoman right. uh being this weird yin and yang kind of thing yeah. like a kindred spirit but not totally on board with everything like he made so many cho- so many choices that it's like this is perfect mm-hmm. he's made the right choices for the third film yeah it'll test batman in in every way possible i was very excited but nonetheless i was just like i'm so excited that i feel like it can't possibly live up to it yeah cuz when you think about it, well it certainly isn't Spider Man three, but
2: no, not in any sense of the word.
0: But people said like, okay, Spider Man three, it'll probably well, it wasn't assumed it was going to be a trilogy. That film just basically ended the the franchise. Yeah, uh, but it's like, oh, Venom and Sandman. Well, Sandman was a that was a bullshit choice. I don't know why they chose it, but yeah. but the idea was like Venom and finally Harry Osborn confronts Spider Man. Right. So that's what this one promises, and then it's like, oh, and. Uh, LOL from Wings as Sandman. <laughs> uh a character so unimportant to Spider-Man that they had to make up importance for him in yeah. connection with him. But uh so I was they made a lot of choices with Dark Knight Rises that I was excited about. Um but I was I my excitement actually informed my uh my suspicion and my uh my worry. Um
2: these Nolan films too like that Spider-Man Three is so special effects heavy, and the effects are so—they're terrible in Spider-Man Three. The effects mm-hmm. are terrible, and in
0: some of the Sam effects are okay, but they're clearly computer. Yeah, it's yeah. just—it's
2: for me, it was not real good. But it almost doesn't seem like there's any special effects in these Christopher Nolan Batman movies, even though there are. Yeah. but it—it mm-hmm. it seems so real. Yeah, it yeah. seems like the guy is. Swinging, jumping, kicking, flying. Yeah, doing I mean, a lot I guess *Batman
1: Begins* has the people hallucinating. Well, yeah, you know that's that's but that's okay. VFX. but yeah, and yeah, it's it's a, a good use and of it them. looks cool.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about you. Don't see Christian Bale swinging across the green screen and right. all that yeah. kind of craziness, right?
1: Um, here's what I'm to talk about with Christopher Nolan: um, that uh, a common dig against him that I'm uh, completely guilty of of making, and I think sticks in a lot of places, is that he doesn't have a sense of humor in his films at all. And I think that's that's largely true. There is a little bit Um, in this. Well, I I want to compare because I think a lot of his movies have a comic relief character, Uh but a lot of times I am trying to think of uh, an an example. You know, like I guess maybe Tom Hardy in Inception is the one who like cracks wise, but it's like so predictable Mm -hmm, the -hmm. way that he. Whereas I think the a big part of the reason my two favorite films of him are Memento and in The Dark Knight are Joe Pantoliano and Heath Ledger because they're not just funny; they're both funny in both those movies. Right, but no. they also like, unlike the rest of the things that he builds, you don't know what they're going to say or no, do you next. Don't. And that's not just on the on the on the on the page; that's in their performance. No. And I think that's something, despite the fact that, and I because I feel like Catwoman in this movie is a little bit more like Tom Hardy in, in, in Inception. She's got wisecrack; she's got jokes but i don't feel her right uh, the joker
2: the joker was so unpredictable that mm-hmm. that's what made him so scary and dangerous mm-hmm. was that he i mm-hmm. he was you didn't know what that guy was going to say or do
0: and the idea that he could find the murder of a whole family to be funny mm-hmm. and just like oh if this guy's laughing i'm on my guard but, now. but also right. so
1: car- like the uh before i guess after the uh the Truck flip in the dark night when he's standing in the street just shooting at cars, like yeah. he's killing random people, it's yep. horrible, but he looks cool doing it. Yeah. And that's like it. Uh, I'm gonna quote uh, what uh, a, a friend of mine said about the thematically my, my friend uh, Patrick, who's been on the show. Hi, uh, uh, <laughs> he was talking about how like both Dark Knight and, and Dark Knight Rises have some pretty meaty themes that they're they're uh they're diving into but the difference is dark knight rises feels like kind of a dissertation on the themes and dark knight actually feels like it's challenging you and and i, and I think that's a big part of why that movie but that's,
0: that's, sticks a little more well it's it's also because of the choice of villain you know like that's the thing is joker adds something philosophically and thematically to who batman is and so when you have but, the two of them go back and forth that's what you, that's what you're going to have whereas Dark Knight Rises, like, he's already proven himself to himself.
1: But what I'm talking about, I guess, in in Dark Knight, there's the issue of, um, uh, I mean, I guess as as someone who is a little bit left-leaning, you know, the issue of Uh, interrogation techniques and of of privacy and and surveillance and stuff. and, And, like, it's actually challenging you to say these things that you think we shouldn't be doing. Are going to be used to save people, right? Yeah, and I feel like Dark Knight Rises had the potential to do that with the same with the the Occupy sort of Wall Street uh, connections and the idea of um, you know income disparity and like uh, actually challenging you on these ideas, whereas it just didn't. I feel like it it maybe made this. I think Bane is too evil too quickly. Let me get in I'm gonna. Take over the table for a second. me <laughs> get into the the very first second. the very first uh, sequence the the um, kidnapping hijack of spoiler. the spoiler. Which yeah, we already said spoilers, uh, um, which is amazing. Which I, when that happened, I was like. Awesome! This is going to be the movie I wanted. It started on it starts on really high note. Plus, speaking of Game of Thrones, Littlefinger, isn't it? Um, uh, you know him as Carcetti. Which one
2: is Littlefinger? And I didn't even recognize him.
1: He's the main FBI guy who like pretends to shoot the guy.
2: In the head. Oh, I will have to check that out on my second viewing.
1: Yeah, that's. But he was also on The Wire <laughs> okay. and on the original UK Queer as Folk. Um, okay, so in that. Se- sequence, yeah, we're definitely going to spoil this here. You know, as as he he's, he's he's got the guy, he's doing all this stuff, this intricate stuff, like changing the blood on the guy in yeah, the yeah. middle of this thing, and he looks so cool doing it. Yep. And then as they're getting out, the one guy starts to get out, and he says, "No, you need to stay behind. One of us needs to be here." And the guy does it happily, like smiles and yeah. does it. And at that yeah. point, I was like, "This is going to be so cool! Like, I can't wait to see how charismatic Bane is and how his the power of his ideals." Yeah are getting people to follow him. And I feel like the movie never followed through on, okay. on that promise. Okay.
0: I think, uh, okay. Well, you've, you've brought up the political stuff. Uh, so uh-huh. I'm fine with following through on that until okay. we get to, to other things. Um, yeah, I. I. What's interesting is uh, as I've as I've said on the show, and as has been mentioned on iTunes, uh, I am getting a bit more conservative as I get older. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm practically Sean Hannity. Thanks, guy, on iTunes. Um, and so, uh, I mean, who
3: who
1: am I? Am I what am I like? Michael Moore or
2: no? You're like you're you're,
1: you're Combs. You're Combs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that guy's. <laughs> even liberals don't want that guy. <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. That's why he could only get work on Fox News. So, um. Anyway, but uh, you know what? The iTunes guy still gave us, uh, I think, three stars. So I'll take okay. it. Um But uh, so yeah. Uh, so I, I have I have uh, I I did take note as you and I have talked about with Dark Knight. Like, oh, this is interesting. It's it's kind of putting putting Batman out there as a uh, George W. Bush figure. It's worth noting that there's a giant W on his uh, tower there. But then also, <laughs> um, but then also like. You know, with the interrogation, the, the the nuance of like, of like, oh, this is something that's objectively wrong. As and more, they get Morgan Freeman to say it, so you know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. and so, but he's but also it works. That's how he's able to save a bunch of people. But then, you know, it, it brings up this idea. It's like, well, it saves people, but is it still wrong on principle? And then with this one, I think it brings up a couple. It it brings up a couple different things. One is uh the disparity of, of wealth and you have uh Bruce Wayne say to uh Selena Kyle, he says something like, you know, don't you think we're you're generalizing a little bit and talking mm-hmm. about uh, rich people. And now of course we're it's sort of a wink to us because he's Batman, but it also could be make a general point, like well not all millionaires are like this. But then of course Daggett is exactly like that. But you know? let me, yeah, and I in think it's
1: quite worse. That's that's the problem here is that um you just brought it up the Dark Knight. The, the liberal point of view, the opposition point of view, is given to Morgan fucking Freeman. Here, it's given to Anne Hathaway. And yeah, but I, we like Anne Hathaway. I do, but, I, but I, I guess I felt like the Dark Knight looked at the issue, even though it might have come down on a, a in an answer that is more um, conservative, more in line with a conservative uh, way of thinking. It really looked at the issue from both points of view, and I feel like the liberal, I guess, point of view. This is why I say Bane is too evil too quickly. Like you it doesn't rope you in to his politics mm-hmm. in, in a way that would actually challenge you. You sort of it it decides on the conservative point of view pretty much right away.
2: But later we know why he's so evil so quickly is because he's been living in evil. No, all yeah, his I know life.
1: that. I mean that, it, yeah, it works for the plot and the character, yeah. but I guess I thematically it's not as Uh, As rich, or or to again borrow my friend Patrick's word, not as challenging as the Dark Knight. Isn't the Joker
2: evil immediately, though, too? He kills off the whole team and Uh, takes all the money himself? uh, Yeah,
1: but again, I'm not, I'm more talking about, I guess, Batman's uh, or Bruce Wayne's struggle with um, the sort of. Limit how far he's willing to go. Gotcha. Uh, in, in
0: yeah, I think I think I see what you're talking about because the difference between the two is when you first see the Joker, you see that he is doing what all criminals do—he's ripping off a bank. Okay. And then as time goes on, you realize, oh, there's a philosophy underneath. Whereas Bane, they uh, they explore the idea pretty much right away that there's a philosophy underneath, and then they never really go as deep as they could have and possibly should have. I like the idea just <clears throat> from a thematic standpoint that. Bane is saying things that Selina Kyle is also saying about uh, giving Gotham back to the people and that sort of thing and whereas with her it seems to be like this hope and this and this feeling that she has been short not merely shortchanged, but probably swindled and, and we actually see that she has been manipulated and swindled by the Daggett character yeah. so for her she means it. For Bane I think he means it to a certain extent I think he more specifically understands the power of these words and that he can use these sentiments that we all agree with. And then, it, I mean, it's worth noting that after he's been in Gotham for a while, I mean, you know, when you see like the barbed wire on things like that and just the tanks rolling through, mm-hmm. it's just like, and there's snow on the ground. So, of course, but it guess, looks like Moscow. And yeah, it, yeah, it does. Maybe what I would have liked
1: to have seen, like, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie has a scene of Shredder firing up the foot soldiers, <laughs> you know? And maybe I would have liked to see. A Bane not speech to the masses, but a speech to his own troops. And like instead of them just being sort of faceless comic
0: booky henchmen gotcha. I
1: I like the I would have liked the idea that they were followers. More do you, do you they think believed that, in
0: it. Do you think that maybe it's and I'm I don't know what I think of this back actually, but do you think maybe it's depending on our previous knowledge of the League of Sh- of Shadows and their true believerism? Like I mean it does Maybe it's trying to tie everything together rather than be kind of its own thing. Yeah,
1: and I think that gets into the idea, and it is a, a thin line, it, uh, the line even disappears at some point. The idea, the, the difference between the plot of the trilogy and what I'm talking about, which is the themes of the individual entries. Right. I think, you know
0: what? I think, I'm going to throw it to I'll idea, tell you I've what, been talking for a while.
2: This. Got so serious. (laughs) I thought we were just going to jump right into Bruce's cane. (laughs) And you went a whole other way.
1: Uh, We can absolutely go back to talking about Bruce's cane.
2: Okay. So in the spoiler, um, (laughs) he's been out of the game for eight years. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's he's just living like a, a hermit in Wayne Manor. He's got some facial hair growing. He doesn't have like his easy top beard. He just has... I don't yeah, know, he goatee. has a quite fashionable but, goatee. But he's walking around with a cane, and now for eight years he's walking around with a cane. He doesn't get any and the, <laughs> rehab or anything. I remember at the end of Dark Knight, he he's sprinting down the uh-huh. down the street. So I I was hoping that that cane was just a, 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 a ruse for people yeah, that me saw too. him,
0: like Willy Wonka.
2: But yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's not. He's supposed to yeah be
0: injured, but but then he puts like one little thing on his knee. Problem solved forever. Problem solved, yep. Knee brace. <laughs> or how about this? And, and then, the, go ahead. And then when he gets the shit kicked out of him by Bane, it's not like, leg's still fine. Yeah. It's just like, how about this? Oh, yeah, and my knee hurts again. Like, right, <laughs> right. I recognize I can't p- have that be the phrase that <laughs> right. he uses. Brace. Right. Yeah. It's,
2: and then he goes to, uh, and this is, what, this is a scene I did not like. He goes to the doctor to have a. Tom th- Lennon. Because as soon as I saw Tom Lennon, takes me out of the universe. <laughs> now as soon as was, I see, he a com- was in Memento.
1: Yeah, I was. I was wondering if he was the same doctor, but I think <laughs> well, he was a psychologist in Memento.
2: But yeah. he's more well known now than when Memento came out. Yeah, yeah. back then it was probably just. Uh, I think I've seen that guy, but now it's like a, a lot of people. He's Officer Dangle now. Yeah. So whenever I see a comedic character that gets a part like that, it really takes me out of the movie. And I didn't like that part because he's telling Bruce Wayne all the problems that Bruce Wayne has. No cartilage in either knee. All this stuff. that In Dark Knight, I think he had only been Batman for two years. So he, he has had all those injuries just in the two years he was Batman?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I actually kind of well, liked but, that scene. See,
2: I didn't like that because he seemed like so. But then, well, a couple, couple of push-ups, ready to go. Well, you know and what the, I mean? And the thing, Back in the game.
0: What I what I assumed, and that's the thing, is part of me is like, how did he get? Uh, he needs the cane. Right. He, he hurt his leg, so how did he how did he get that way? And what I what I, th- what I I play out in my own head, and I uh-huh. have no choice but to do so, but that's kind of okay um, with me, um, is that Batman's been gone for eight years. Uh-huh. But maybe that eight years didn't start at the end of The Dark Knight. Like maybe he's been trying to do what he always did and tangling with police for a while. And then that's how he got his injuries. Yeah, I think and then. they finally, say
2: they haven't seen him since that Is night. that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I think – yeah, sorry. No, but, uh, I, I I like. I that just scene. came up
0: with that. I'm I sorry. like
1: that scene because I think it ties into if we can go back to themes. The sort of one of the themes of the movie is like overcoming. Right. It's sort of there's all there's all this talk from Bane about the, this uh, soul body duality. Right. You know, and so I think hes that's set up as a way of saying he's going to have to find it within his soul to overcome the, the pain. The pain.
0: Little, a okay. little expressionism there. Is that okay. what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. A little Maybe. bit of uh, Dick Tracyism there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it is.
2: Okay. Um, um, what are some other uh, –
1: Well, if you mentioned Tom Lennon. I want to talk about some of the uh, little sm- smaller roles like Matthew Modine. Not that it was a tiny role, but it right. was cool. It's that a he big, was in. kind of a big role. Yeah. It's an important role, but I just, it's cool that he was – uh, it's cool to see Matthew. he's kind of
2: like when we saw C. Thomas Howell in the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, uh,
1: it's like that. I guess. Oh. <laughs> well, the thing I, I, I don't know if you watch um, uh, Dexter or Justified or Gossip Girl, but Desmond Harrington uh, is the the other cop that ends up blowing up the bridge. That's uh, oh, okay, that yeah, he did something. look familiar to me. That kind of took me out a little because I know him as uh, the as the cop on Dexter or right. the. Killer who was in one episode of Justified or uh, Chuck Bass's evil brother Jack on mm-hmm. Gossip Girl, um, but also um, the old prisoner in the uh, what do you call it, the ancient? I don't know what you what you call that the Well of Souls. The guy who, the, <laughs>
2: the guy who is uh, rehabilitating him.
1: Yeah, um, Tom Conti. Tom Conti. Yeah, um, that name sounds familiar from Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. And I wonder if like <laughs> that was a reference like him being in another prison movie. Mm-hmm.
0: If that was a mm-hmm, reference. Yeah. Probably. The, I can um, see that.
2: So what are some of the what are some of the other spoiler but like plot do we want to talk about those? Well, first Let's I,
0: talk, I okay. first I want to I want to go I want to go over a couple characters because we've we've danced around talking about Bane a little bit and I want to get re- right into it and talk about what we thought of Bane.
2: Okay, and do you know the backstory of Bane from the comic book?
0: A little bit. I do not. The, uh, the, the back, just a little bit. The
2: backstory of Bane in the comic book is the backstory that they put onto I can say it, right? Because yeah, it's spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is the backstory that they put on Talia. Yeah. Born Bane, in a prison, right? Bane is born in the prison because his father dies and they don't feel like he served enough of the sentence. Hmm. So they put the pregnant wife in there, she has the baby, um, and all kinds of horrific things. But Bane grows up in the prison and then they then they use him for experiments and they inject him with venom, which right. actually pumps him up physically and makes him so I like the changes that they did with Bane. How he's just he's breathing like an anesthetic. Yeah. To so he doesn't feel pain. Yeah, they
0: couldn't do the venom thing. No, they couldn't.
2: And I and I love that they put um, Bane's backstory on Talia Al Ghul and had Raz Al Ghul be the guy who I, I I loved that a lot.
0: I think it's I think it wound up because it
2: surprised me. An- an-
1: another nitpick. Bruce Wayne's down in that prison for months Tom Conti can't just tell him that the child they're talking about was a girl was and, a girl right not Bane
2: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> maybe they're really ashamed of it also it's like this girl got out of here and none of us could
2: yeah. also that knee didn't give him any problems when he was climbing out of that <laughs>
0: right yeah yeah, and I didn't see that device so, on his knee. So I like the idea, though, They had a
1: vertebrae sticking out and he had to uh-huh. hang oh, yeah, until punch, it straightened. I don't know if that's... Well, that's is, like
2: me and Mike Schmidt said we go, uh, vertebrae, punch it in, hang on a rope, good as new. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't <laughs> know if that works, but it was cool.
2: <laughs> we had an array of texts that just went back and forth <laughs> with stuff like that. It would be like, da-da-da, da-da-da, fine. Yeah. But... Um,
0: yeah. And that's reference, of course, to the big role that Bane right. played in the mm-hmm. comics as the breaker of Batman's mm-hmm. back.
2: But, and the funniest thing Mike, Sch- Mike Schmidt said about the, the movie is... Uh, Bruce Wayne loses all his money. So they come and they repossess his car and, Bruce, and Schmidt goes, Multi billionaire Bruce Wayne had a car payment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come and take his car away. <laughs> I guess maybe like seizing assets or something. I don't know. I, guess it's that, but I, know, I think I know. it's
2: funnier if you think that uh nah you
0: lay it on the payment, I, Bruce. I like the idea of Bruce Wayne just like just sitting over his dining room table, like, writing out the checks by himself. Because he doesn't know how computers work. He hasn't worked out automated payments. He probably doesn't even know
2: where the checkbook is. <laughs>
0: that's true.
2: But uh, that's another thing. So uh, Bane, that's a great beating. I mean, he really beats him. I love it's that really, scene. Yeah, it was good. It's, it's not just, like, two punches and it's done. It's, like, a relentless.
1: How does Bane figure out that it's Bruce Wayne? I don't remember. I because yeah. I, mean, I I'm I'm okay with Blake. We haven't even talked about Blake at all. Yeah, we'll um, get there. I'm okay with him figuring it out because they give the even though it's a I mean it's a little uh you know, silly and writerly, but the right. idea that he sees the same anger in him, I, I, I liked that as a character thing, Yeah. But there wasn't even that much I, I don't I didn't figure out how A good
2: detective did. could figure out that uh, Bruce Wayne's
0: Batman.
1: Right, but Bane's not a detective. In the no, com- no.
0: In the comic book, Riddler just sat down and figured it out because <laughs> he's smart. That's right. Um, it might be one of those things that only after seeing the whole film and you realize, like, well, Talia Al Ghul might have found out. I don't know if that's if if her last name is Al Ghul. But, it is. Uh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so From Roz, Yeah, maybe he told her and yeah. then she, of course, would tell Bane. There you go. And maybe it's that. I don't know. I, I feel like they actually did give a concrete reason. Wait, did she know? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she knew. Oh, yeah, clearly, because... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, she knows that, who it is. I, I believe you. I'm just trying to remember no, why. No, she
2: knows his. brother. I think she calls him Bruce before she stabs him. Spoiler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've, already, we've already announced spoilers at this point.
2: <laughs> um, the, uh, Bane beats Batman, and then they they take him to this prison, and then the only way out of the prison is you have to crawl up out of this you know, out of the, uh, what do you call the it? The
0: thing that basically looks like a well, and by the way, I what? did, I did really like that visual comparison. Yeah. Oh, I and, I, I liked yeah. that. And that, and that little flash of Bruce's father coming down. Yeah, yeah, cool. I loved it. Yeah. yeah Especially because they didn't milk it too much. Having right. watched Batman Begins just the night before, right. I actually Right, that was did, cool I, too. I thought
1: it was really cool. So Bruce- And, and even like, talking about giving the audience uh-huh. the benefit of the doubt, um- they even quote the line from Batman Begins: "Why do we fall?" Uh-huh. Without quoting the answer, they just expect right. you to remember the answer, right, so yeah. we can learn to pick ourselves so to pick up back again. up again. Uh, and I thought that was really cool.
2: But uh, Mike Schmidt and I were talking, again, and, and he, Bruce crawls out of that well, and now he doesn't even know where he is. Eh. You know, he doesn't know. He doesn't have anything with him. That's.
1: Uh, do you know? Uh, I'm the one uh, who's been nitpicking. Uh, I'm going to defend that. I okay, think that makes sense. I think a guy, even a broke guy, who is Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Can get from can walk into downtown Morocco or wherever the fuck right, he was and that's what and we're supposed find his right, way and that's
2: what we're supposed to believe, here's, and that's where you suspend your disbelief. And I agree with you, but it is kind of funny. He's like, "No, oh, yeah, here's my he theory." Know where, he, where
0: he was? Here's my theory. I think he hitched a ride on the boat that was taking King Kong to New York. <laughs> mm.
2: Now, at this that's point, a little movie. At joke, this point yeah. in the movie, Gotham City blige- bridges have been blown.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, no one can get out of Gotham City, and yet. Bruce Wayne
1: I, I, I'm going to defend that too
2: gets in, he's in he because gets into Gotham City I think not as Batman as um, Bruce Wayne
1: I, I think okay the part of Gotham City that is uh, separate are the, the sort of island parts mm-hmm. I don't think that's the whole of the city and I think Wayne Manor is probably not within those yeah those I think parts. that's outside so, okay. I think even though Dark Knight established Wayne Manor is within Gotham, Gotham City limits okay. Aaron Eckhart said, like, makes a, a joke about it um, I think he goes to Wayne Manor and he gets his Bat Copter thing,
2: his boat, something maybe that we've never yeah. even seen, jetpack. Well, we know that he has. His he bat, has the Bat Copter. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he show up in as in Batman garb? He shows up as Bruce Wayne. He
0: first shows up as Bruce Wayne. As but Bruce Wayne. That's the thing is he probably has all with his no cane
2: and no brace.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's got. I like. Goodness, he's no, got is his, the biggest issue for you. He got, really he got in the bad copter because the cane would
2: have been so cool if it was. If he would have just said, "Time to get back in the game, Alfred," and it just tossed it to him.
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah, he get uh, in the bad copter. He threw his civvy clothes in the bat duffel bag in the bat trunk. Right. Yeah. And went went into Gotham City, changed, and
2: all right. Yeah. That. Unless I guess we can say this, he would be more. He he's more in disguise at this point in the movie as a citizen that oh, would be as Batman. Absolutely. That's what I mean, seeing. he was walking
0: around in broad daylight, I right. believe, uh, yeah. which it's noticeable if you got that big cape trailing behind you. <laughs> and he has, uh,
2: and he has the, the beard and mustache again, which is great because before he can uh, – we don't see that scene. We don't see the scene when he suits up and he's like,
0: got to shave. Yeah, we you know? never see scenes like that. <laughs> got to shave I, before. Those are the scenes I want to see in every superhero <laughs> movie. Um, like what
2: if he would have shown up as Batman but had the goatee under the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> under the cowl? <laughs> Um, well, it, it's like it's like I'm sorry to bring up the Riddler again in the old uh, Batman series. Mm-hmm. Frank Gorshin, of course, was the Riddler, but every I think once or twice, John Astin, yes, was the Riddler, and he had like a mustache. Yeah, Caesar Romero has, has a mustache. Romero. Yeah, but he painted over it.
2: And then sometimes Riddler has his mask around his neck, and yeah. sometimes he has it on his face. So yeah, he doesn't care if people
0: know who he is. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm the Riddler. What do I care? Whatever. Whenever I see Christian Bale with the facial hair, I think of Rain of Fire. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> So I kept expecting <laughs> dragons to attack Gotham.
2: <laughs> so um, what, should we go through ca- – uh, okay. Uh, well, I did uh, want to talk about
0: okay. – because a lot of people uh, have a problem with how Tom Hardy played Bane, which at this point basically means talking about his voice. But there's a lot of physical – it's not unlike Darth Vader. There's a lot of physicality to that role, and I think he did that very well. I have no problems and, with that. And
2: to boys. me, with with that thing on his face – he doesn't even look like Tom Harley. to me. He not looks like all. Michael Rooker. That's
0: yeah, right.
2: with that his and yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And in it's the,
1: in the prison flashback when they show him without the thing. it, right. like, it actually it took me back. I was like, oh right, it's and it made
2: guy. me um, it it made me like. And I was wondering what it was going to be like to not see someone's mouth move. But then I thought, well, the Green Goblin in the Spider Man movie. Yeah, and yet this wasn't like that because nothing on the Green Goblin's face moved. No eye movement or anything. Yeah. It was just yeah. a still talking image but hardy really acts it out in the just in this yeah. section of his face his
0: eyes and i also, grabbed my
2: eyes when i said that <laughs>
0: and i he was, was touching his shoulders i don't know but yeah uh, yeah and also just you know having to emphasize not that the character has a huge a great sense of humor but he has to show d- levels of like anger or cockiness yeah which there's a lot of cockiness to bane there is like you know that that up and down he has to do it totally with his voice and and his eyebrows but of course he can't overact with his eyebrows right and and a lot and some people are like that that voice that he chose for bane was weird and it's like it is unusual yeah but it didn't actually bother me i no. found I, it to be I quite I, I thought it was quite threatening yes. um though he did sound and everyone has a different theory as to what he sounded like Bane, how did his voice sound to you? It was Russian. Okay. What, David, what do you got?
1: Oh, I thought he was um, – I thought it was a more posh accent, more like posh British accent than I expected. I've got Sean Connery. Yeah, a lot of people have yeah. that. But I, um, I was reading something that could be bullshit, but I guess he based it on some like famous an gypsy ir- bare-knuckle boxer. Yeah, an
0: Irish gypsy uh, bare-knuckle
1: boxer.
2: So that is his voice. It's not like a Darth Vader thing where – He was the physical and and the voice was someone from someone different. (laughs)
0: Uh, No, I think that's I think that's his actual voice. And it's just and it, it, you know, like that's the thing. Of course, you can't top the Joker as far as just on screen charisma. And so Mm -hmm. I like that. They just decided they didn't try. They Mm -hmm. sidestepped it and just had a different type of character altogether, Mm -hmm. but still had to show Maybe not totally different, but like yeah, because
1: because I, I, I think he is supposed to be charismatic, as evidenced by the thing I was talking about earlier. Mm. He's got all these people following him. You know, a, an idea alone is—I mean, the whole point is that the, the his so-called uh, philosophy is is poisonous. An idea alone isn't going to get them any followers. He's—he I think he is supposed to be charismatic, and that's my problem that we don't see it. And I
0: don't blame Tom Hardy for that. I blame the screenplay for that. Yeah. I think when he's when he's. Uh, you know, holding up the image of Harvey Dent, and he reads that letter. I find him to be pretty magnetic in that moment.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a, a great that's moment. a great
0: whole, that whole speech. Uh, I love, but I, I wanted maybe I guess just more stuff like that. And you know what? I'll I'll use that speech as a uh, jumping-off point to uh, talk very briefly about about Gordon. Um, I've I loved what this series did for Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as fu- as much as I enjoyed Pat Hingle in the role, uh, they didn't do anything with him. You no, know? he just calls Batman. Yeah, he, that's the worst police force <laughs> of all time. <laughs> or is it the best? <laughs> Think about that. Interesting. Um, but uh, but I like that they made him a character. They make it made him a three dimensional character, a flawed character. Yep. And the thing is, the thing I never really thought about. That this did a really good job, and you know what, this—it's it, probably just me, but to lie about Harvey Dent not doing these things and blaming it on Batman—I always thought in terms like, "Well, he's telling a big lie, right?" You know, and he's—he's he's lying for the good of Gotham, you know, and he's saying like, "A man who didn't do this stuff did," and it's somebody that—that that Gordon has found to be dependable and so now he's lying about his friend really
2: betraying his friend kind of yeah
0: and that was the big thing that i thought about and then the speech addresses a different things like a guy had a gun to my kid's head right i have to go out there and say this guy was the bad the biggest hero in the city right and i didn't even think about it from that point yeah. of view that like how traumatic would that be and then it's worth noting although it's a little exposition is how they how they say it um that like his family leaves it's like yeah you're lying about somebody that put us in danger right for some larger good because
2: his family knows he's lying
0: yeah they were all there yeah and so like i hadn't even thought about that and Mm. i loved it and i also like so that
2: comes up about every other night at the gordon house right
0: so today the day you're gonna tell the truth about the guy who had a gun to us no all right like he puts we're gonna leave
2: puts his arm around his wife to maybe get busy and then she goes yeah, Harvey Dent's a hero. I don't think so. <laughs> um,
0: but that's and that and that actually leads to like one of the one of the. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd say it's a, a theme, but something that I like. If Dark Knight was all about people making compromises with themselves for a larger good, mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises seems to be about. I believe uh, Alfred says it. It's like let's let the truth have its day. Like, it's it, it, people stripping away all these compromises and being like, this is what it is. Yeah. Let's just acknowledge it for what it was. Right. You know, and, and I kind of like that. I'm not sure if they explored it as, as thoroughly as they could have, but I, I like that they do that. And I like that line
2: yeah. that Alfred said. Well, what did you think of Alfred in this movie? Great. Really great. and n- Never not great. Yeah. yeah. Never not funny with Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> uh, yeah. N- n- I mean, Michael Caine is so great yeah. as Alfred.
0: And it's ballsy to remove him from the film. I mean, yes, he's the conscience. And without him, you realize like and Batman has lots of help. He's got Morgan Freeman. He's got Joseph Gordon levitt He has Catwoman Catwoman, to a certain extent.
2: Yeah, he's got Um, lots of help.
0: And just but he doesn't have that rock that that father figure. Yeah. And it's just uh, and and you realize how much you miss him. Mm -hmm. That Like you as the audience member miss him. Yep. But in those scenes, especially that scene where everything comes out, Michael Caine is Wonderful in
2: that. I also mm-hmm. think it was very ballsy to remove Batman from the motion picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is that because <laughs> yeah. there's
2: there we see Batman literally. We see him three times. He comes back, then he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and then there's a long period where we. I'm talking. No, I'm not talking Bruce Wayne. I'm talking the character of Batman. Right. Right. Isn't on screen as much as he is in Dark Knight. To my that I don't think. Yeah. And by the third, usually by the third in one of these movies you just expect to see the the bat the hero constantly but i don't there's not a lot of batman in here right, Am I right?
0: and that's the thing is it's it is a test- And it's
2: okay it still works yeah. it's a
0: testament to the film that i'm just as interested if not more interested in seeing bruce wayne on screen yeah than what batman. else is
2: going on yeah,
0: yeah. i liked all but then it's all so, the prison stuff
2: and it's so long until that batman's gone then, when he does come back, you're like, I'm excited to see here him. Here we fucking go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's
2: I, do this. And
0: that's the thing. I don't like to, I don't necessarily like to uh, acknowledge how much I am manipulated by him. movie. Right. But man, like, when you see him yeah. and he saves Gordon, mm-hmm. and then, and then, like, that fire goes up you're like holy shit
2: here yeah. we go <laughs> it's all happening. well that's like during that part where he's not in there and gotham's really been beaten down that's when i was in my seat and that's when like i said where i was like oh, boy i don't know i don't know if anything i don't know yeah. if this can be helped this, uh, but Batman it's is just one guy but it's like uh in in avengers the first time thor captain america and iron man are in that same frame, out mm-hmm. in the woods, mm-hmm. you just sit there, uh, guys. Probably not ladies, because our wives didn't like it. Currently. but yeah, we should,
1: uh, there are plenty of women who like the Avengers. There are, but, just, uh, but not uh, right, <laughs> none, none of us, None of us significant, none that we love. But that's <laughs> when you,
2: right? But that's when you, that's when you go in my head. I was like, "Oh my god, I never thought this could happen." Yeah, it's so great just seeing them on screen
0: together. And it's such a, and that's the thing is like Bane kicks Batman's ass, yeah. so thoroughly. And it you re- feel it's a really good image you're, of him you, holding the cowl.
2: Yeah, and you and you, you sit there and you go, oh man, yeah, my hero just He's took a, it. Yeah, for I somebody know. who's a
0: symbol, he sure is getting uh, the crap and, beat out and, of him. And, like a and like Catwoman's
2: watching, and she's feeling the same way we're feeling because yeah. she's like, oh boy, look what I just did.
0: All right. Well, and then, okay, all right, transitions all around. I know. Uh, Catwoman. I thought Anne Hathaway was great. <laughs> she's
2: great. I love the retro type of Julie Newmar outfit that she wore with the low belt and
0: and she's got the cat ears without having them.
2: Without having them, I yeah, love cause, it because she lifts her little glasses up and they become the cat ears. Ah, uh, great. She was great. And she when she was uh Selena Kyle, how she would like how she would be like pretending that she was like scared and panicked and then and then like in a split second boom that's that's bullshit i'm fine
1: but i i i I agree with you early on i feel like as it went on i maybe lost some interest in her and i can't quite when she was
0: more clear-cut a hero
1: yeah maybe that's what it is i did like
0: that there was an edge to
1: her yeah i mentioned a batman begins uh you know them dealing with scarecrow like a punk like bane's the dispatching of Bane it's pretty really uh, disappointing
2: to me yes and I would have rather had Batman do it
1: yeah but he he can't shoot like it was just a R- workaround well, for right. his like code but
2: he could have he could have beat that mask off his face until the yeah. guy was just writhing in pain yeah and then he could have said been
1: very sad and then he could have said
2: I won't kill you but I don't have to save <laughs> you
0: <laughs> which that line has always bothered me quite a bit actually in, in Batman Begins but uh, or he could have said something like he could have punched him and just said like if I you know if I leave these tubes done, are you going to die? And he says something like, no, I, I haven't really thought about this. Before. Right. And then he just says, good. And then he walks away.
2: I think it would have been great if he would have, as he beat that mask off him, and P- folks, this did not happen, um, that, that Bane would become like, uh, uh, like, in so much pain that he's whimpering and like pleading, no, no, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah but I mean, yeah. But this, you're saying, yeah, things, B- uh, yeah, Catwoman comes in and basically shoots Bane with a gun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's over so quickly. It's so quickly. You he's don't even like. They don't even, like. There's not even like a shot of his body. He just like gets blown across. No, he's blown across then, the room. Yeah,
0: it's. Batman's
2: it's, fine with it. It's one of those.
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like. It's not so much that I have a problem with it. It's you know she came in and she saved him. She and saved Batman, the day. Batman, him, uh, Bane himself is cheating a little bit because he's holding a shotgun right. to Batman's head. So there is that. But uh, it's one of those things where it's just like. It's uh, David. I think you were talking about it with the first film with uh, Scarecrow and Razal Ghul. Is you know there's a twist where we in this film where we find out who the real villain is. Yeah. And then it's not long after that that the guy that we thought was the villain the whole time, a guy that we that I enjoyed watching on screen and really came to hate. uh, It's you realize like oh he's not the main villain and he's just been dispatched as if he weren't the main villain. Right. And it's just like ah, it's like. It's almost like you got to give him his due. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. one thing if you're yeah. going to reveal that he wasn't the mastermind behind it. That's fine, but you don't have to kill him like like a punk. You got <laughs> right. to give him. We've spent we spent a lot of time, probably two and a half hours watching this guy. We need. A death right. that means yeah. something, and the, uh, uh, co- the
2: audience was not satisfied with that when not I saw it either. They, are yeah. No one is. you are just like, yeah. oh, oh and okay, they,
0: yeah. They try to make it satisfying with a little one-liner from Catwoman, and it's you know whatever. Yeah. But like, and it sort that sort of reasserts her differences with Batman, and that's I'm kind of okay with that as well. But mm, it does it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't forgive structurally how unsatisfying uh, it was. Uh, a right.
1: couple things I want to talk about. One, you mentioned two and a half hours. This movie is long, really long, and it did kind 245. of two forty five. Yes, yeah. two forty five, and it did kind of feel long it didn't feel it to me at all It didn't feel it to me because that
2: that middle section there's a lot of despair and and hopelessness and i think you (laughs) need it to be that long so you actually start to feel that
0: yeah because it takes place over the course of several months mm -hmm. and like if it rushed to that that's almost that's always one of my least favorite things in a movie that takes place over time is if i don't feel that time right which the prison sequence really does it really does yeah i I like that stuff and the change
2: in weather yeah you know it's snowing it's bleak it's but I guess yeah.
1: stuff like, I mean, I know it's necessary for like the scene between uh, Lucius and uh, Marion, you know, and showing her the nuclear thing. And I was just like, but I, I, it just felt like it was dragging at that point. But the other thing I want to talk about, the thing I actually wanted to talk about, that you mentioned this. Speaking of Marion Tate and slash Talia Al Ghul, um, I almost said Talia is Al Ghul. It's, like, it's not the same <laughs> naming convention. All right. Um, the, the the a complaint I've heard that I want to get your guys' point of view on it. Mm-hmm. Does the reveal that that she was the mastermind and that he was like sort of doing it as a follower of her? Does that negate the power of his so-called philosophy or the things he stood for so far? Because li- little I, bit I don't think it really does. I think it can be both. But I've heard a lot of people saying that it does, and that that's well. A, I mean, if they if
2: her, if they, if they were both if they were more like a team, and I think they were kind of more like a team because he protected her in the prison all those years so i really felt like they were yeah, more of a team right. even i mean you could say she's the mastermind but
1: and they both have uh, um i mean her thing's more about the environment his is more about i guess uh social equality but they both have this these sort of liberal ideals of saving the world right as a mask for their actual
2: yeah destruction plans. of a, so yeah.
1: i i feel like there, there's a kinship there and I know that was the thing that I've realized bothered a lot of people that didn't bother me. I feel like I'm like getting through this I, and saying more positive things I than I expected. This. Yeah,
0: it's I can understand it. I think it diminishes him a little bit um, because when you realize that, like, oh, okay, he's not a criminal mastermind with the strength to back himself up. He is. It would appear the brawn to her brains mm. and. That's not to say he's dumb. He certainly is not the bane from the uh, Schumacher film, walking around saying the word bomb. Right. Uh, He's not that. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I really wanted him to be the the whole package. Where in fact, it seems to he seems to be one part of it. Yeah. She's she's mostly it.
1: Now, real quick, because I have never seen Batman and Robin. Um,
0: Really, I thought uh, when I was because I I rewatched it to because we've had this
1: conversation on the podcast before. I've never seen Batman and Robin um i've seen some of it the beginning of it that's I, right it's
0: one of the movies that i shut off and walked away i remember you really you commented really liking the score from elliot goldenthal oh yeah I, I like elliot goldenthal
1: um but i didn't realize until recently reading about this movie that bane was even in batman and robin. yeah he's so a henchman
0: okay. yeah so stupid
1: who are there's like a there's like a dozen <laughs> villains in batman and robin it sounds like
3: there's, th- there's three. three
0: there's mr freeze yeah. yeah, there's poison ivy. Poison ivy. There's and, Bane. Yeah, okay. and then John Glover plays like a mad scientist, but he's dispatched. Yeah. But then, in, okay.
2: but then, if you think about it, in Batman Returns, there was Christopher Walken, yeah. Catwoman, and and yeah. um, Penguin, yeah.
0: and they created Christopher Walken for that, yeah. Like, and they Max named Shrek him Max Shrek, named yeah. after the guy who played uh, Count Orlock in Nosferatu.
2: But um, the uh, and and you know George Clooney doesn't even use a Batman voice in his incarnation of Batman. He's yeah. just, I mean, but he if a, anything,
0: he's more George Clooney yeah, as Batman.
2: Yep, he also has a bat credit card. <laughs> oh. so, yes,
1: with an. Do you remember what the expiration date is no. forever?
2: Uh, <laughs> and yet, as bad and unwatchable as Batman and Robin is, there is one scene between. Um, George Clooney's Bruce Wayne and Alfred—that's actually watchable.
0: <laughs> there's
2: one, there's a, there's a scene because Alfred's sick in the movie as cancer, yeah. and, and um, and that scene's watchable. But man, those
0: movies suck. That's uh, probably a function of Michael Goff, I think. M- yeah. Let's let's go back to talia Elgul though. Yeah, because know. as much as I think that, what if didn't... we said let's not? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what? I'm fine with sticking with Batman and Robin. Let's yeah, talk about let's that. Um,
1: as much as I think that didn't affect uh Bane, I still was kind of. I still kind of rolled my eyes a little
0: bit at that.
2: She totally surprised me, so I was I was like,
0: "Oh, oh, she is Talia. Oh, oh that was the, the little girl. She was a little Oh. I remember thinking like, why are they having so many flashbacks to something that is not our hero?" Right. And like, why are we having flashbacks to Bane? We didn't with the Joker. Yeah. Um and then and then it's like, "Oh, they did it so that they can reveal something in that true Christopher Nolan yep. fashion, like he may be making a Batman movie, but he is making a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> right, right. They Absolutely. Should have had, they should
2: have had a flashback of the Joker about when he goes to the dentist to talk about his dry mouth, how he suffers from dry mouth. Because <laughs> he Ledger made like he would always be licking the inside of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff,
0: and and cutting his cheeks open couldn't have helped. Okay, so, so. now
2: there's a character created for the movie called John Blake.
0: It's you no, know, it's
1: Blake. No, it's John Blake. It's John Blake. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was it was like because the internet
2: was a buzz with how the first two letters of his name are JO and the last two are KE and that's Joke and is he the son of the Joke? I remember before the movie oh, man. yeah. This is the kind of stuff you can we- read on the interweb. So wow. uh, but anyway, he's like a a cop with a high moral standing. Yeah. And um doesn't he doesn't really believe the lie that Batman was not good. Right. And waiting for him to come back, and he does come back, and they have some scenes together. And then at the end of the movie, there's a scene where Batman tells him, "What's he say? What's the line about a mask? If you're going to do this to protect your
0: your loved ones, loved ones wear like a mask." Yeah. Is what he tells him. Mm-hmm.
2: And then at the end, I'm not, where is he at the end when that woman says, when that woman calls he's,
0: him? He's he's uh, picking up. He was named in Bruce Wayne's will
2: right because uh because he or something like because that. he was a foster child John Blake he was yeah. raised in a in a home for boys mm-hmm. and now Wayne Manor has be is become a, an entire home for boys yeah. so he's named in the will is it maybe the, the executor of that
0: yeah i think he, i think she's talking to him and right. she gives him like this kind of ratty old bag that i think tells him everywhere he needs to tells him where he needs to go to find the bad cave and stuff like yes, that
2: yes but she says she goes, oh i like you should use your real name i like it and she calls him Robin. Yeah. yeah. Did and you?
1: I've heard. I've heard completely mixed things on this. I, I love. Cool. Well, first of
2: all, I love Robin. I love Nightwing. So if they if they're ever going to go like that, that's great. But then in the end, he goes. He has coordinates, and he goes, and there's the waterfall, and he goes through the waterfall, and he's in the Batcave. Yeah. And then we see. Um. And then we see Catwoman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, together. Yeah. As Alfred looks on, we sure do. What okay. Do you think, well, let's what do you talk think about. Of that?
1: Let's talk about Blake. I'll tell you in a second. Let's talk about Blake or the Robin thing first. This is what you're talking about in our non-spoiler section. Right. Will the next movie be about Joseph Gordon? No, I
2: actually think that they're, I mean, to me, when I saw that whole ending, I'm like, this movie, they've set this up wide open for for a sequel. And and they'll call it The Dark Knight Returns, I bet. But, um, yeah, so I mean, do you think maybe that, do you think maybe that they would go a route where uh, Batman isn't Bruce Wayne anymore? It's John Blake? Or do you think that they're, setting up another another film with Christian Bale as Batman and and John Blake as Nightwing. Or do you I, th- you think it's done?
3: I
1: think it's done. Um, I think it's probably done, but I think um I'm sure the studio will be like,
2: "Are you sure?" "Are you sure? You know, you, yeah. you can make you can make whatever movie you want and then come back and do this." Yeah.
1: But I think uh, if um uh, this is a comparison I saw someone else make a- online today, if the Born Legacy does well, Warner Bros might be paying attention to the idea of Yeah. Yeah. Keeping it in the same universe but having a different Batman yeah. they've set up.
2: Would that. you want to see another one with this team and Christian Bale and the whole shebang?
0: If – OK. I'll get around to the the ending of the film in a moment. Okay. But I'll answer that question. Well, I've okay. got things to say about that too. Yeah, I'm sure we all do. Um, yeah, I, I – I think it would be interesting if they brought Christian Bale back, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a Robin type character named Robin, I guess. Or Nightwing, uh, although why? Though it's like, well, he he or Nightwing, yes, Nightwing. It's like he absolutely can't be named Robin if that's his name, right? No, he can't. Be. <laughs> so it's just like I'm like it's it's like a Batman was like I'm Bruce, and like, really, I'm Bruce Man. <laughs> that's not that frightening.
2: This isn't a car,
0: <laughs> and so like, but I will say that uh, I had a. I, the, the, I, I knew who Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be the moment I heard that he was cast. And I, you kind of uh, do. I kind of do. And then when they had him, he had a different name and he was a cop. I'm like, well, that's not the backstory. But it's like he is the perfect age for a Robin. Yeah. Like th- there's no question about it. And then it's just like. Uh, but he's in his 30s, though, isn't he? He's thirty one. He's thirty one, but he looks younger, like, right? And and he's younger than Christian Bale, and he's about old enough that it's okay for some for him to take over, right? Um, and so uh, and I I think the reveal of it is fine. People in my theater, it, not full, eleven a.m. cheered. They're excited about that. Yeah, I know some people groaned.
1: I had I got lucky because I was we talked about. Um, Uh, us all being involved with women who didn't like the avengers uh i i was
2: and and by the way we're not involved with those women anymore
1: (laughs) Uh, i (laughs) was in a row filled it was like five women who all came together who Uh clearly loved batman
0: okay that's cool and that was really cool and they cheered at the robin thing all right it's i wonder if the people that groan are people that just don't like robin anyway because robin there are people that hate robin i love it I, I, I don't mind the character I think if you do him right It's 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 and interesting d- The
2: animated series have done him right a yeah, lot
0: Yeah I think there's a, a way to do it And uh, and I really And what's more is Christopher Nolan's like public uh, assertion That like I'm never going to involve Robin And I'm like being a little too You're protesting a little too much <laughs> <I> Nice, <think. laughs> yeah Um but uh, but I, and I like the way it ends, and even if and if it ends like this is it nothing more. Right. I like the way it ends. It ends with like this could continue. It it goes to that idea of Batman being a symbol. Yes, that's right. what I was going to say. But this, which is why I have a problem with that ending.
2: But this one ends oh. more with this is going to continue than the other two did. I mean, you knew after Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because he shows him the Joker card.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I mean,
2: this one for a, for a movie that that Nolan has said this is my last one. I didn't expect it to have those two little things at the end.
0: Well, and you know what I them- mean. Well, well, let's. But
1: I think Tyler makes a, a good point that okay. that we are talking about opening up for another another movie. But the fact that it could continue does tie in with the themes of of the trilogy. Okay, the idea that he is that it's not Bruce Wayne or even Batman himself who's important; it's what he represents, yes. and what he, what he represents will carry on. And that's why, by the I don't way... Know, no, I have some problems with the ending, but they're, they're clearly not yours. So okay. say, say what your
0: All problems right. with the last shot are. I recognize that, that there are people online that uh, hate this sentiment that I'm about to say. And it's not that I, ha- I... I bear Batman no ill will. Right. Batman needs to die. And he needs to stay dead. Uh, I I am of that opinion.
2: You mean for this universe? For, for, for this, this trilogy? For this universe,
0: this theme. It's almost like... They they keep making this argument from the first film all the way through this one that, like, Batman is a symbol. Anyone could be Batman. Anyone. And then they make it clear that, like, oh, they're really setting up that uh, someone else is going to be Batman. Right. And then so they are really hammering it home in a way that I like that, like, anyone can be Batman. Batman could be anyone, including me including you, Pat, including, well, maybe not so much David. But I have
2: like, a bad knee, so it could not be
0: me. <laughs> no. I walk with I've got good, I've got good news. What? <laughs> what is this? What's going on? It's this little bit of magic that you put on your knee. Are you kidding uh, me? And so, uh, but it's one of those things, it's just like, it, it, it almost feels like they're saying, anyone can be Batman. Batman is bigger than just Bruce Wayne. That said, Bruce Wayne's fine, everybody. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Like it just—it right. felt like an, a little afterthought, and it felt like a little studio note. Yeah. I don't. I, I completely disagree.
2: Like, like you can't kill Batman. That's what they said. I know. I <laughs> but know. I, I no, I mean that's what the studio said. Yeah, uh, you can't really kill
1: him. Uh, I I I think um, the fact that he's still alive actually proves that it can be anyone. That he didn't have to. He didn't have to die for someone else to pick up the the mantle. The idea he started a thing, and now he can go about his life knowing that what he started is going to be carry, carried on. If he had to die, then it's more about him than
0: if he if he lives. It's more about the idea. If he's still alive and he's basically welcoming somebody else into the pretty hellish life that he had brought himself into. Right. The one thing that I remember you and I, I think maybe, when, I think, uh, Pat, when you were here talking about The Dark Knight, I think we talked about um, what... Nolan could do with Robin the Idea of Batman bringing in some Bringing somebody into this life that yeah. He himself is like I recognize I'm doing something good this is not a fun Thing for me to do right. and bringing somebody else Into that it's like that's a pretty complex thing But it's okay because Batman's there The whole time right. he's there to school This kid and not school him like you Know like at, at pool or something <laughs> um, but Like uh, he's there to Guide him whereas now So like Robin is 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 acceptable if he has an influence there with him, whereas well, now it's just he, he probably has Lucius. He probably True. has Lucius, but at the same time, like they may they, Lucius is a stranger to John Blake, and he also had Alfred. Alfred is a stranger to John Blake. Alfred's and, on vacation.
2: <laughs> I, look, vacation. I
0: know. I <laughs> mean, he's dead. What? You <laughs> but uh, it's just—it's one of those things. It's just like now it looks vaguely. I'm re- reluctant to use the word, vaguely irresponsible, that he's bringing this guy who, by the way, as far as I can tell, is on- only has training insofar as he's a cop. Right. Like Batman. Oh, he's like,
1: not a member of the League of
0: Shadows. He's not a member of the League of Shadows. Like, uh, I'm sure cops learn basic yeah. hand-to-hand combat, but not like Not swinging, swinging off
2: buildings and right. stuff.
0: Like, it's just like, here, you take this over. I'm going to be over here in Italy, which incidentally I, I don't think I can afford anymore, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that, um, again,
1: that doesn't bother me. He's, that, still, he's still Bruce Wayne. Rich people yeah, that, can do that all the time. Did
2: okay, uh,
0: yeah, you're starting to sound like Bane there. Watch it. Yeah, um,
2: you you've both seen Trading Places, right? The Eddie Murphy. Yes, yeah, yeah, not movie. Been a long time, but yes. I wanted uh, I wanted the movie to end just the way Trading Places ends with uh, only with Alfred and Bruce, where Alfred says, uh, "Looking good, Bruce," <laughs> and you go, right. "Feeling good, Alfred." <laughs> 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 um, but uh, so you have a problem with the with the the who who Bruce is with at the I end have of the movie?
1: Very much a problem with who Bruce is with at the end of the movie. That is bullshit. I kind of it, that it, doesn't make uh, any sense to me. You didn't see her they, in that
2: cat costume. No,
1: but they don't have chemistry. She doesn't care about him. She she doesn't come back. Mm,
0: she cared she enough to save him
1: to save the city. That's what I that's what I thought.
0: I think she was probably saving him more than the city. I
1: didn't get that. If there was supposed to be chemistry between them, and I know and that. Speaking of not chemistry, that kiss was the weirdest thing. Because if you see the movie again, which I actually probably will.
0: Oh, I will. Yeah, I will too.
1: Um, watch when the kiss ends. Watch Batman. He has no fucking reaction at all. He turns like turns on his heel and walks to the Batcopter. There, that, that kiss
0: is... <laughs> Almost as if he went like, huh. And then, <laughs> walked, and then
1: walked away. It felt like... A blocking rehearsal for lighting. Where he just needs to go, get to his next mart.
2: I wanted a French kiss.
1: <laughs> I wanted some um, tongue. So, yeah, I, I didn't buy the I think I degree. might be gay. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Where's John Blake?
1: Yeah, th- then being I've got together. a co-
2: costume for him to wear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then being together at the end did bother me. And the other thing that kind of... This is kind of jokey, but kind of did bother me is like... I mean, Alfred at the, at the funeral is... Devastated. Yeah. He's been through some shit because of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. And his reaction when he sees Bruce alive is just to smirk and raise his glass. I would be so pissed. That's the I, thing is, I, I told to
2: myself be. that that was like the fourth day in a row he had seen him. <laughs> all right. So the first day he had the reaction that. We, and, then, and then by the fourth day he's just like, all right.
1: They're just walking up to him. And There's like, the man. He throws his. Bruce's <laughs> in, in face. What the fuck, Bruce? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or what the fuck, Master Wayne?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think I just took that. Yeah, I don't I don't think I like it either. Like even you could even have him like look and like start to well up a little bit. At least have that without
2: um, seeing who he's looking at.
0: That's what I would have loved, I, and that's I yeah, what I expected. That. That's, that's what, what I yeah.
2: I love stuff like that because then you can go, yeah, I
0: think he saw, I that's think the he thing. saw Bruce. Hint, I'm okay with hinting that Bruce Wayne's alive. All day long, and I thought and that's I, how
2: it was going to go too. I t- really I, I did, did think it was gonna I, go right
0: there. I thought and hoped, and then was disappointed.
2: That could have been a studio note too. Well, no, we really yeah. have to see him. No, that's people a, can make their own opinion. No.
0: I, I wasn't disappointed
1: that we saw him. I was disappointed that we saw him with Selena Kyle. But clearly, I'm in the minority on that.
0: I just think that like that that's like a it's like a double fail. I don't like to say stuff like that, but like it's just not Although, only are they showing Bruce when they didn't have to, right? But they're showing him with Selena Kyle, which I. One of the big things is, like, the idea of new beginnings and finding mm. a kindred spirit. You know, John Blake sees a kindred spirit in Bruce mm. Wayne. Bruce Wayne sees a kindred kindred spirit to a certain extent in Catwoman. Not right. as much as I think he could have, but not, right. that's neither here nor yeah, there. Um, and it. so just kind of these people embracing sort of these misfits. Yeah. Fi- sort of knitting together a family. Right. Um, but at the, mm. but Did, Although um, it does go away
1: toward explaining him being broke. She's clearly... Supporting them by stealing shit. Right.
2: Yeah, she'll be all right. This is uh, th- yeah. This goes with. There's always a scene in some movie where I'm like, oh, I wish they would have done it like this way. Like, did you see War Horse? No, oh, I did. You did. Yeah. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Spoiler. War Horse. Um. Yeah, you know that scene I, I where the horse is all tangled up in the barbed wire. Yeah, mirror? I like that
3: scene.
2: Oh. See, I think that scene would have played out so much better in silence. Just the two guys coming and clipping them free. I, mean, I think that and would be a good him, scene get, because I, I thought, thought that it was that that dialogue was the Spielbergy, hokey stuff that I don't like in Spielberg movies a lot.
1: And I, you know what? And that's how I feel about War Horse in general. Yeah, where but are you I from, disagree, kid? I I kind of did like that scene. All right. I have to admit, I didn't see
0: it, so I can't no. break this time. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, um, and the other thing, it that, is
2: what it is. Oh. And at the end of the day, <laughs> no harm, no foul. Still friends. <laughs> uh,
0: it is what it is.
1: By the way, um, I, yeah, a lot of people say that it's like a thing people say, but athletes that's their response to anything especially right. if they lost the game yeah
2: or had a dui
1: <laughs> right it is what it is or
2: punched their girlfriend also, it is a thing, what it is
1: i think athletes and sportscasters say is a word that doesn't exist they like to they like to talk about a player or a team's resiliency <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the word is resilience and i don't know it's resiliency. like a, it's like a virus that is spread through the sports world and they all think the word is resiliency. if somebody
0: and if somebody doesn't have that then it's irresiliency <laughs> <Right>? yeah <laughs> um so uh, and about the ending and you know what this is this is maybe a nitpicky thing that I might not have a problem with if they had ended it the way either if they had ended it the way that we were talking about where yeah. you just see Alfred looking Look. off camera um so it might not bother me but it's it, it's it's like it's like Bruce getting back to Gotham City it's just like you can't Get away from a nuclear explosion! <laughs> I mean, like, right? Oh, but he um, did he? He in,
1: we see him in we see him in the plane.
2: Well, he fixed the autopilot, so he bailed. Do
1: we see him bailed?
2: Him. Uh-huh. Um,
3: I
1: need to watch again because I'm I was certain we didn't see him after that explosion when he comes over the buildings. I thought that that was what he used to mask his ejection when the kids are like. Sorry, I knocked the mic. When the kids are looking at him and they see the top of a building explode and then the batcopter comes up, I figured, oh that's when he got out, back safely on the island. But yeah. I think you and other person and other people have said that we see him after that.
0: I think we see him after that, but to be honest with you, I don't totally remember. So I've yeah, been watching it again. I am you know.
1: gonna look for that and watch it again. The other, another nitpick thing that has come up that I think is funny. Uh, the citizens of Gotham being like, we survived the explosion. Now let's get ready for the giant radioactive tsunami. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and oh, and we should say because uh, we're spoiling everything. Uh, Scarecrow's in it.
0: Oh, I that, le- was, that was I so love cool. that. I yep. love it. Here's why. And
2: he had straw coming out of his jacket. Did you notice that? Yeah, oh, I didn't cool. notice. I yeah. love
0: I love that little uh, costume detail. Yep. And here's what I like. This is going to sound very. He's in all three films. Yes, yep. he is. And here's. And in and and
2: in the Batman universe, those villains never go away.
0: They never go away. They always show up in some kind of different different capacity, yep. and they're always. Sometimes they're not quite as threatening. Scarecrow certainly isn't as threatening in the fr- in Dark Knight as he was in uh, Batman Begins. Right, and he is threatening in this film, but not in the, not in the same way. No. Um, and it's just Batman. Just that that is the downside of having that one rule, isn't it? Yep, they're always going to come back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And just like and. And having him there is such a nice unifying thing. They didn't have to have him no there, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Yep. Um, I was. Uh, I want to talk. Uh, um, I was naming all the like
1: smaller roles that I like, and that was one of them. Yeah. Uh But the guy, Brent Briscoe. <laughs> Not Brent Briscoe. <laughs> give him a dollar. Uh, give him a dollar. Though um, I don't know the actor's name, but and I can't remember the character's name now. The guy who I think you said it earlier she, that she meets in the bar and doesn't give him give her what. She wants the, like, the... the, the oh, the, oh, the oh uh, Daggett. Daggett, Daggett. Okay. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, His first he... name is not Roland Daggett, which is frustrating to me because Roland Daggett is a giant, uh, is a huge evil billionaire in the animated series. Yes, so he like, is. Oh. They're going with Daggett, but why not just say Roland Daggett? I know. In any case, that guy was on Torchwood for the first two
1: seasons and he was really good.
0: I liked him and I, I yeah. really like the scene between him and Bane, although I think maybe he screams at Bane a little bit too much. I think he would have a bit more respect for that. But... Bane merely resting his hand on the guy's shoulder <laughs> as a right. way to say, like, seriously, like, this is all I have to do to frighten you. Right. Like, it's it's little moments like that where they don't push it too much. Right. And, it, and you see just how sadistic Bane mm-hmm. can be. I I, I love but that. But then, so, okay, it was Daggett,
1: the guy, and he was exiled and fell through the ice. No, right? that's a different guy. That's the guy I'm talking about who was on Torchwood. Oh, World.
0: okay. All okay. right. That's Daggett's, uh, like, right-hand man. Yes, that's the guy who was on Torchwood. Yeah.
1: And that's, but that's the guy she's talking to in the bar, not Daggett.
0: Yes. So that's why I was confused. She talks to Daggett later, but yes, okay. that's the guy she's talking to in the um,
1: bar. But him falling through the ice was actually uh, one of the few like, sort of darkly comic things in the movie. Yeah. I, kind of, I kind of laughed a little bit. Yeah. The, um, I mean,
0: it's sad. You know,
1: it's yeah, a, but I, I, just, I mean, the framing of it, that he's
0: yeah. <laughs> like stops. Plus, and then straight down. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It, Talk, talking about that little Bane thing with his hand, There's a, the, the, I love the DC... Animated films. And I love the mm. Justice League. And and there's two of my favorite scenes in, in two things. In once in the Justice League, they're trying to get this guy to tell them some information. And he won't tell Wonder Woman's there, Superman's there, and he's not telling. And then Batman comes and he goes, I'll find out. So he walks up and he just whispers something in the guy's ear, and the guy just starts giving it up. Mm. And Wonder Woman says, What did he say? And Superman goes, you don't even want to know. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> then there's um, what's... Uh, it's Crisis on Two Earths. I think it's a DC Direct movie. And there's a, there's an alternate universe where it has heroes that are similar to the Justice League. And one is like Superwoman. And Batman does something to her. And she says, that's going to cost you a rib. And she literally takes her thumb on his rib and just goes... Psh. <laughs> and that's it, and it's, oh, it's, it's so pretty great. rough. I love stuff like that. That's awesome.
1: Uh, I did have a thought that was oh, uh, I was going to mention another quick. Uh, oh, okay, go. Ahead. I was going to take it the off guy. on another tangent. Yeah, oh, okay. okay, no go. Oh ahead. man, okay. we all. Um, we'll get to all of them. Don't worry. Because we I just it was like, uh, uh, I just liked how many actors I liked came in, in were in small roles, mm-hmm. uh, including the guy whose name I forget who played Franco on Rescue Me was the um, oh yeah uh, the I guess he was an FBI or he was an agent that the infiltrating mm-hmm. a- yeah. agent that. The, the death of those guys and the subsequent hanging from the bridge, that was that not was, funny. No. That was more like the Dark Knight-like stuff that actually got under my skin yeah. that I like. like.
2: That's the thing. This is a PG-13 movie, and yet I took my 7-year-old my and my 11-year-old to see The Avengers. And there's gunplay and there's there's some blood and there's some shooting, but I would never take them to see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never.
0: It's, well, because that's the thing is it's it's – it's a more realistic depiction of violence. And yes, it's like, it is, and, and thus more disturbing, despite it, the fact that there's not blood in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, right. the, the, you the, don't need it. I mean, yeah. the Hulk disposing of Loki is nothing like Bane disposing of Batman. That's yeah. brutal yeah. violence. Yeah, so.
1: and yeah, I mean, not only just the uh, the bat back cracking thing. Yeah, but him actually like denting in, denting yeah. in. Yeah, relentless. And it's a just, relentless
0: beating. Yeah, and little things. And Batman does it to Bane. Yeah. Like really and something I don't see very much in a realistic mm-hmm. uh fight scene. Really rapid, harsh hitting. I think yeah. that's when he dents the the cowl yeah. just really really f- like really hard and super right. fast. And uh it's very uh, Bane is that's the thing is like again, he's not the Joker, but like he is a very interesting villain and yeah. he really does add something to Batman, which is fear. Like he really makes Batman, realized like, "Oh, this is this is beyond me."
2: Did you, uh, did you like seeing Batman in the daylight at the end? Because I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. And I, it was
2: like, I'm not hiding. Here I am. Yeah. I'm right out in the open, just like you are.
0: And I'm, I'm the, I'm sort of the general of these troops, and he's the general of those troops. Yep, I and love that. It's time for us to fight.
2: Yep, charge.
0: <laughs> and um, I, and I wish that I wish that that second fight between the two of them was maybe just a minute and a half, two minutes longer. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's good as it is. Right, But like – but I mean like Batman just starting to really wail on him. Yep. Part of me is just like I want to take satisfaction in that. But I also want there to be a moment where Bane starts getting the mm. upper hand a little bit right. and just um, – I wanted there to be a bit more give and take.
1: I, yeah. I wish – and there's good stuff like that opening airplane thing is amazing. But um, I didn't feel that as an action movie this was on par with The Dark Knight. There's nothing like the truck chase. No, there's nothing like the truck the, chase. Or the – um. Uh, I really like in Dark Knight the sort of uh, the the Hong Kong sequence where he no, he yeah yeah that's that's, and your, and he that's that's your that's your James
2: Bond Mission Impossible sequence yeah yeah
0: and I thought that was really cool and yeah, there's it nothing quite like like that no there's here. not here um, yeah not really which is strange considering I mean and you know what maybe that's the thing is maybe because there's not a lot of great one on one fights. In Dark Knight, mm-hmm. maybe this one they wanted the 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 action and yeah. the the violence to be much more personal, face to face between Bane and Batman.
2: And the uh, you know what I wish I wish that the uh, shot of the of the um, the football field uh, you know collapsing I wish that wouldn't have been in the the trailers because that would have been it's a pretty big that, that yeah. would have been a pretty great scene to see for the first time within the context of the movie.
1: Although the weird thing, like Heinz Ward getting to the end zone and then turning around it was almost like a it yeah. was like a comic whoa, whoa. beat that didn't need like
2: um, it seemed really weird that that was in there. also it's uh, when you see this movie this is when you know that Superman is not in the Batman universe right now because Superman uh, he, he, he would fly in and this, this he would end this thing in like two seconds uh-huh. Yeah, that's why that's why it's tough to make a Superman movie because it's literally Superman, Superman would fly in grab the bomb th- off to space come back take Bane jail
0: yeah, it's uh, it's why I've never been that fascinated by Superman. Yeah, because he is perfect.
2: It's how are they going to um, make? Uh, yeah, it's like it's like how I feel when I see John Ham in person.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, there Although is, I am fascinated by John.
0: I uh, we uh, we were there for the first podcastathon, and uh, and I remember David and I afterwards were just like, you know, I knew John Hamm was handsome. <laughs> I know you see him in perf- person. There's literally like. A twinkle in his eye,
2: <laughs> and then you know what's even worse. Then he's nice. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> Why couldn't he be a
0: yeah. handsome yeah. jerk? Yeah, he's yeah. like, not. It's like I'm nice, but I have to be, right? <laughs> yeah, I have to be because I got. I, the, oh, sorry. Oh, geez. easy there.
2: Because, oh, because oh. I have this, so I have to be nice. <laughs> Um. But,
0: okay. Uh, I and, f- Mike. Mike. Fix. And speaking. Okay. Speaking of so. uh, the 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 game, I did like, I did like one little moment that Bane had where uh, you're listening to the oh. kid sing and He's like, what? "What? That's a lovely voice." And he just says it kind of to himself. Yeah. But just like, oh, the idea that this man can appreciate beauty makes him somehow more horrifying to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will say the audience reaction in my theater was not positive to that. The there was laughter that was not kind. It was like. Derisive laughter. Like it was a-
2: What a lovely vo- I can't imitate him, but he should be easy to imitate that
1: It didn't voice. bother me, but I definitely felt the
0: audience not liking that line. Thinking Weird. Thinking it was corny. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it. I think it works. It's just somebody, he's just acknowledging a fact, but that fact is not going to keep him from killing everybody. uh uh-huh. And that makes him frightening, including um, that kid, probably. Oh, no question, that kid. Maybe first one, but so, uh, <laughs> all right. Should we, we? We should start wrapping up. We yeah, should start
2: yeah. wrapping. Bottom line is, it's been a it's been a good superhero summer so far. Avengers, yes. Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knight Rises.
0: I'm not a yeah. huge fan of Amazing Spider-Man, but I'm I'm excited to see where the series goes.
2: And you didn't dislike it.
0: I didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. And I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, and, I would and say... And I um, did too. Yeah, we, we've talked about Amazing Spider-Man the show. Yeah, I, I won't bring that you. up again, but... Um, Were there any other superheroes?
2: No, and w- it feels like summer's over now, other than like the Bourne... Um, right,
0: Born's kind Bourne. of a superhero at this point to a yeah. certain extent.
2: But I mean, it doesn't feel like... W- it doesn't feel like the biggest of summers like I, I felt like maybe in the past. And,
1: maybe yes, it was. and, and maybe, yet with Avengers, it is like the biggest
0: of I know. Yeah. I know. And maybe that's the thing is people are just like, I'm not going up against the Avengers or Batman. Like, I know. I'll wait till the fall and be number one that week. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. But uh, like I just oh, we read, didn't mention Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and I saw Brave, which I liked. I but saw Brave. I didn't, and I didn't I love it. it. And I thought I would. And I wanted yeah. to.
2: And did you see – you've probably seen – and you saw um, the uh, Prometheus.
0: Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, and that one was disappointing. That, yeah. yeah, that really bothered me. Um, All right. I did want to mention real okay. quick because I was having this discussion with the friend, friend of the show, Jason Aiken. Um, and we actually even uh, mentioned it with uh, Bill Dwyer and Mike Schmidt, episode 250. Um, okay. Where – How do you remember the episode number? Because well, that was a special – Oh, way. okay. Yeah. Of course. Duh. But, if you
2: would have yeah. said, yeah, it was 244. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you – I know we did a Comic-Con episode recently, right? <laughs> um, but uh, the idea of the film not acknowledging the Joker, I feel like it needs to somehow. I, I don't know how. I, I I spitballed a little bit with a uh, friend of the show, Jason Eakin. This is what I came up with. Um, that, first off, like, if Bane's letting all the criminals loose, he might let the people in Arkham loose. Right. And... In which case, well, they're not going to sit idly by. Right. And uh, and so I thought you could have a little moment and it could be – and it would be a nice little tip of the hat to who the Joker – who we know the Joker to be. Right. You could have a henchman saying to Bane like, do you want us to blow Arkham? And he's like, no, I can't control those people. Yeah. Which, which would fit with who Bane yep. is and what he's trying to do. Yeah.
1: And, and not would, have to specifically mention the Joker. It doesn't which is something yeah. that Christopher Nolan didn't want to do,
2: right? Yeah, he. I read that he didn't want to even. Yeah,
0: touch but that's it. but that's the thing. Is it's a nice. It shows that a the Joker's reputation precedes him. Mm-hmm. Even Bane knows who he is, right? And that, but it, does, it doesn't mention him by name. And but it acknowledges what something that we're probably thinking, right? And I feel like that it was just a one line thing that they could have had, and uh, I don't know.
1: So uh, my – go back to my catch-all answer for the Wayne Manor thing. and My idea of Gotham Arkham Asylum is outside of that inner part that was blocked off. Yeah, maybe. It's been the outer rings of Gotham.
2: So now, I don't believe it's over, but we'll say that it's over. The Nolan trilogy is – the Nolan universe is over. They're going to reboot this thing and they're they're not going to wait a long time, I don't think. I think three years tops. I think if they felt they could get one out – The summer after the Man of Steel, I think they would. Hmm. Any casting for a new Batman? Anyone jump to mind?
0: No, that's a good. That's a good question. Not off the top of my head, but then at the same time, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone with. uh, I wouldn't have immediately jumped to Christian Christian Bale Bale either. He was great. He He was was, great. He was wonderful. Um, And also, and that's the thing is, I always have a much, much more fun time casting the villains.
2: Well then, um, we're going to see the Joker again. Yeah, oh. my, my I mean, vote is my in,
0: vote is Michael Shannon, but that's you know. Oh. What about? I know he was. Such I would a say my,
2: mine would be Guy Pierce.
0: Oh yeah, people have said uh, he'd
1: be
2: a good Riddler, which okay. I kind of you know I was
1: with. thinking he'd be a good Riddler even though he was just a supervillain. But
0: uh, Tom Hiddleston, uh, oh yeah, oh. Would be a good and villain. I don't be, yeah,
2: and I don't think we'll see Joker in the first No Batman, but we will probably see him in the second one.
0: I think I think if if they. If they reboot this, well, I mean they're going to reboot it at some point. Yeah, um, I think they could probably do Penguin, and my vote would be Paul Giamatti. I mm. think he would make a great Penguin,
2: <laughs> and not uh, not Philip Seymour Hoffman that always gets thrown around there.
0: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I Philip's. I think it depends on how they want to go. Jimmy Hill. Get... <laughs> <laughs> well not anymore um, I think if they wanted to go like dignified uh-huh. uh, Penguin like in the animated series they could uh-huh. go Philip Seymour Hoffman if they want to go Burgess Meredith they go uh, Paul Giamatti
2: and do you, now what do you think the tone of a new Batman is going to be
0: I think they would make it a little bit more heightened I don't mm-hmm. think it would be because that's the thing is that it would have to be I am of the opinion that Superman cannot exist in the universe that Nolan created yeah So if ostensibly they're working towards uh, a movie where the two of them can go together, then that means Batman's reality has to be a little bit heightened where a man can fly. Right. Um, And so I think it needs to be certainly not Joel Schumacher, probably not even uh, uh, Tim Burton. Right. But I think it needs to be this and then maybe one or two steps higher than that. It's going to be
2: so hard to follow these up.
0: It's it's gonna that's the thing. And it's they, gonna be so hard that I feel like it's not gonna be fair to any filmmaker right. who the studio taps to to make the
2: film. And the only thing that'll be good about it if they choose to do this is everyone knows Batman's story, so just jump right into it. Yeah. Don't we don't need?
0: I kind of I mean we I, don't need
2: any ramp up of a of a origin story. We don't need to see that that's, again. That's my
0: big problem yeah. with uh, Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. I say uh, yet I ended up liking
1: the. Going in, that might have been a problem, but I liked the origin stuff. I liked yeah, I, I like
0: playing up Uncle Ben. That's what I like. Yeah.
1: I say they do that. No origin story. They get the guy um, Gareth Evans who made the raid, and you make just a straightforward martial arts action Batman <laughs> movie
0: of him just fighting people. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty. Cool. Neat. I think that would be cool. I think it's. I mean, th- this this series is, uh, you know, it acknowledges Frank Miller's contribution. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Speaking probably, of. Uh,
1: Conservative influence is a bad man. Frank yeah. Miller is a um, yeah. crazy somebody crazy Tea party, party
0: Yeah, he's, he's somebody that even uh, you know, modern-day Sean Hannity, like myself, can be like, <laughs> right. easy there, buddy. <laughs> hey.
2: You know in September, DC Direct is releasing direct-to-DVD animated Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller. Oh, really? It's going to be What broke, sort
1: of ratings do they have on those? P,
2: they're PG-13. Okay. Yeah. And there, this is going to be uh, part one comes out in September. They're breaking it into two parts. Then they're going to have a Flash movie, and then part two will come out in the summer. But I got to tell you, Batman Year One and Batman Under the Red Hood, the DC Direct movies, That's right. are phenomenal. Brian Cranston does the voice of Gordon oh. in Batman Year One. They're phenomenal. They're really well, there's, amazing.
0: There's your Gordon in the reboot. Well, like, yeah. He'd be there great. you go. He would be great. That'd be great. Um, and also uh, – but also, if they did like a Batman Beyond kind of thing, I think he'd be a good aging Batman as yeah. well.
3: Um,
0: You're
2: right.
1: But uh, well, I, I would I would want to um, go the the route that Amazing Spider-Man wasn't willing to go and cast a black Batman, a black hmm. Bruce Wayne, or or a non-white Blackman. Bruce Wayne. A black, black, <laughs>
0: black man. Maybe Terrence Howard could finally get his due that he was denied in the second Iron Man film. so
2: he's so. Uh, he's so
0: f-
1: yeah. Anyway, I just thought I want I, I can't I'm not fancy pantsy.
2: He's. I don't I don't want to use a bad. <laughs> You're just word. saying
1: that because his name's Terrence. Yeah, maybe. Like how about snap. the the guy who played Franco on Rescue Me, who was in Dark Knight and Rises? I can't think of his name, but
0: I can't make, either. And it make him Batman because I've seen him in a number of things, and I like him in everything.
2: I, yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't I don't I don't know how those people at Warner Brothers are going to sit in a room and try to recast all these parts. They're so etched in our brain for mm-hmm. the past how how many years has it been. Since 05, since 05, seven years,
0: jeez. And that's and that's the thing is, I feel like that's they would need to have it be so tonally not maybe not tonally different, it's going to be dark. They're not going to go like so far in the opposite direction, but I think they could go. I mean, you know, they could bring in somebody like a I don't think they would ever do this, but they could bring in somebody like a Guillermo del Toro Mm -hmm. and uh, make it just a really and like maybe have heavy Frank Miller. uh inspiration and just really make it just crazy. And that would be and, and like scary at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be kinda of, kinda of fun.
2: Maybe they'll call it the Batman. Yeah, right. maybe.
0: There you go. All right. Um
1: you can find us at battleshippretension.com. Also you can get uh awesome earbuds at tweaked dot com slash pretension. Oh, yeah. oh, let me let me re say that because uh Tyler talked over me tweakedaudio.com slash pretension and that's where you get uh, awesome professional quality uh, earbuds at an affordable price extra affordable if you use that that portal the slash pretension portal it's a, a third off and free shipping uh, so definitely check that out um, check out our reviews including a, a long discussion among some of our writers about The Dark Knight Rises Yes, uh, over at com. you can email us David at com or Tyler at Battleship com. I'm on Twitter at the pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at More Lessons, which is the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, which you can find at more than one lesson.com. My other podcast is the weekly television review show previously on, and that's at PreviouslyOnshow.com. Pat, where can people find you and your work and your hilarity on You internet? can
2: follow me on Twitter at pat underscore Francis. Uh, and you can listen to my podcast, uh, Rock Solid. Uh, and you can find that on iTunes and Libson and and, you can and what l- is Rock Solid? Rock Solid is uh, a show I host uh, co-host with Gary Lucy, and where we uh, talk music. We talk about some music podcast. It's uh, funny. Uh, Gary leans more um, hipster new uh-huh. tunes, and I am more. On the classic rock side. So we. Uh, What's so the best
1: album of 2012 so far?
2: The best album of 2012 so far for me is an album by a band called The Fix. Okay. From the 80s. Mm-hmm. They have a brand new album out and I love it. And I never liked The Fix. It just fell into my hands. I'm like, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And, um, and so that's our show. And every week we have like fun topics. We just don't go, let's talk music. We do like, uh, like one week we did double downsizing, where we took a double album and scaled it down and made it a <laughs> better single album. Oh, and, I bet uh, it's so good. And it's so we great. play music clips and, and it's a lot of fun. So, oh, that would be,
1: be a fun it, game to play. You you did have, you do double records or double CDs? Cause that's a different. Well, if it was,
2: if it was released, uh, if it was, uh, you know, like, um, like Led Zeppelin, uh, physical graffiti, that was a double mm-hmm. album. It's also a double CD. So yeah, okay. same same thing. Because there, I mean,
1: there are things that fit on one CD that are on two records. Because right, I guess it, eighty minutes on. A CD. I guess if it
2: originally came out as a double album, we okay. we shrunk it down.
1: What's uh, what's uh, your co-host's favorite album of the year so far? Do you know? Um, what is the indie? I'm
2: not sure, but I think he, I think he does like the Jack White uh, blunderbuss Okay, from, from the White Stripes. I think he likes
0: that album a lot. You sh- here's what I think you should yeah. do, which is something I love saying. Um, I think you should have me and David on the show, and. I can talk pretty much only about Tom Waits, and then David can talk about any number of things. David knows music. I I know what I like. I know a little bit more. Better. I'm
1: a little bit more on your co-host's uh, wavelength. I you well, no, I, I know, but that's what... But if
2: we thought, well, if you have two guys talking about hip music, okay, boring. And if you have two guys talking about classic rock, maybe even more boring. So that's why it was. A, it's a good pairing.
1: But, sounds, uh, any, sounds good. Any Thank year you. with a Mountain Goats album means that that is my favorite album of the year, even though uh, it hasn't even come out yet. I pre-ordered it this week.
0: All right. Uh, and you're already
2: anticipating it being your favorite.
1: I already know it will be my favorite album of the year.
2: <laughs> and Tom Waits actually sings in, in a Batman voice. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Warner Brothers. Are you paying attention? Keep yes. that in mind in a few years. I know he's getting up there, but I think he could do it. And, and then we'll
2: put, what, Lyle Lovett could be Robin? <laughs> that would be quite, uh, they quite... Those guys would cut quite a nice... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying yeah. to and Commissioner Gordon would be Nick Nolte. <laughs> 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 it's
1: just... Um, and Loretta Lynn is Cat sure it would uh, be great well thanks uh, for being here thanks Matt. for having
2: me I loved it I can't believe we. I know the three of us could probably talk for another two hours but yeah, we well, let's all we're Pat not gonna do that keeping Yeah,
1: keeping this under two hours by yeah. uh, Did by we? A hair.
2: oh yes we did just by a hair thanks yeah. for having me uh, I hope to come back when uh, the reboot comes out yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe talk Man of Steel
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely next next Christmas. You're Jones on the fence directly.
2: about me coming back with Man of Steel. No, I'm
1: on the fence about me seeing Man of Steel because I really hate Zack Snyder and
2: do it for the fans of your know. show.
1: Do I hate Zack Snyder? Because Why? you kind of love him. I kind of love
2: 300 uh, and Watchmen were good, right?
1: No, I think personally, 300 might be the worst movie to be made in my lifetime. I don't care uh, for 300.
0: I I, I'm not a huge fan of Watchmen uh, to a certain extent, but I. I like certain aspects of it. The
1: Zack Snyder movies that I like, which is not the right word, uh, are Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of (laughs) Gahool.
0: Oh, I did not like that.
1: And Sucker Punch.
2: But you like them for what what reason?
1: Because they are so unbelievably horrible in ways you don't see coming. They're like creatively terrible movies. They find new
2: ways to be terrible. Yes. Well, I took my kids to see The Owls of Gahul and we left because they were were bored with it. They were like, I don't uh,
1: Because it's insane, right? It's A, like Owls like coughing up like the, the things that a real thing owls do, yeah. do which is like cough up the bones of the things they've eaten but we don't want like, to see that in kids movies and it's supposed to be like a cute thing like yeah. owls learning how to do that and yeah. then that becomes a big part of it yeah. and then the movie for a, uh, essentially a kids movie is ridiculously convoluted and complex oh my god so hard to understand and then it has a musical montage of owls learning how to be blacksmiths <laughs> Set to a song where the chorus goes, and you take to the sky. <laughs> and oh, it, it's it's wow. so unbelievably you, – you might have left before. I might part. have.
2: And what were, what were his other movies? Is that it?
1: Uh, Dawn of the Dead, which I Dawn like. Dawn of the Dead I like, but I
2: – Dawn of the Dead is kick-ass.
1: I credit uh, screenwriter James Gunn for right, that because I think Dawn of the Dead has more in common with James Gunn's directorial debut, Slither, than it does with Zack Snyder's later work.
2: Hey, another show. Yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but you will definitely be back, be back next time Christopher Nolan directs me.
2: Excellent. Uh, thanks guys
1: and thanks Pat and thanks listeners and
0: we'll get you next time bye bye